Okay, but like, can you imagine her just being like, hey, sweet? And they're like, sweet what? She's like, like no, sweet. that's his first name. He's like, no, no, that's my boyfriend's name. I'm like, Wait, what? That's his pet name? No, 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 that's just like his real that's name. That's his real name. First name, sweet. Last name, P. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hunter's Group on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. If I could commit any crime, it would be bank robbery, mm-hmm. but I don't actually want to do the robbery. Mm-hmm. I just want the money that comes from the robbery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you want all of the, like, result, but none of the work. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Then very Slytherin of you. Yeah. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And if I could commit any crime, it would probably be... Gosh. I was gonna say something dark, like murder, because, um. like, then I could take out, like, certain people that I won't say. But I think in the political spectrum, you could probably guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to do... I'm gonna go for bank robbery, but instead of it being, like, bank robbery, like, if this was, like, the purge, I would be, like, like cryptocurrency Okay. You know, like, stealing funds online. Yeah. So then I didn't oh, have yeah. to leave the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I, I want the money. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're on the same page, I guess. Yeah, when you said bank robbery, I was like, crap, she stole it, so I had to think of something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I agree, though. It's just like, if I could do a bank robbery, but just in the... um in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. I agree. But I would steal money from like people that I don't think should have money. Yeah. You okay, know? Yeah. Yeah. And then donate a lot of it to like charities that they would hate. You've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like charity and you're like, uh. No, that's mine. For example, like if I was going to rob like, gosh, Jeff Sessions, for example, I would then give the money to Planned Parenthood. That sounds good. Yeah. 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 Not all the money, but some of it. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, like, a lot of, like, LGBTQ, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know? A lot of organizations and stuff. Yeah. Today, we have words to say about episode 301 of Riverdale, Labor Day. Labor Day. So, Labor Day was a 2013 American drama film about harboring a fugitive. Oh! So, that's cute and fun and good and fresh. I thought you were going to say, like, it was, like, a rom-com, because you know how they make, like, those Valentine's Day films? Right. Yeah, right. I thought it was going to be one of those ensemble films. <laughs> Oh, this be- indie like parody. Yeah, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something close to that. To mm-hmm. be honest with you. Uh, no, ma'am. Or I thought it was gonna be a movie about pregnant ladies. Oh, um, right. But it turns day out of labor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like literally a labor day. Uh-huh. Brittany, we are here together in this moment. Yeah, you you just watched me almost drop um Diet Pepsi into my crotch. So that's fun for both of us. Because you make fun of me when I drop dump water all over myself, but that would have been worse. But you dump so much stuff on yourself. Robin just moved here, and the day that she moved in, she walked up to me after getting out of the car and said, "Look," and she dumped milk all over herself. Um, so we just did laundry last night. Yeah. And, um, there's still a stain on that shirt from the milk, so I'm not really sure what to do about it. I think the thing to do would be, um, you go back in time to when you spilled the milk and you wash it before the- yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And you not wait a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bring it home and see if, what my mom can do. <laughs> what in doubt. <laughs> when you move out, just go back to mom. Yeah. Um, toot or boot? Eh, toot. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I'll toot it. Oh, we should probably explain, because this is the oh, first episode. So, first episode of season three. Yeah. Um, so what we do for our rating system, instead of giving it, like, stars or thumbs up or whatever, or even a percentage, yeah. like Rotten Tomatoes, 
Um, we use the grading system from uh, the Fashion Photo Review of RuPaul's Drag Race, which you can find on YouTube on WOW Presents. We toot an episode or we boot an episode. Toot means we liked it. Boot means we did not. Shoot means we loved it. And uh, newt means, means we're, we're like, we're pretty neutral. And then there's, I thought there was another one. Well, there's like bless, which is you yeah. didn't even try. Yeah, but they changed it to something else. I don't remember Shoot, what it was. Toot, newt, boot, and it was like... Scoot? Scoot. Yep. That's what it was. Which is, uh, scoot on out of here. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get started here. Um, we decided to just kind of go chronologically through this episode. Usually we do a uh, storyline by storyline. Um, but this episode just had like a billion storylines because they're setting up all their storylines <laughs> for the whole season yeah. in this one episode and they're all intertwining. So next episode, I'm sure it will kind of start going branching off, off yeah. and branching off. But um, at this moment, there's just way too much going on to, to split it up. So we're yeah. just doing it chronologically. Yeah. Um, all right. So we started with a three month time jump. What are your thoughts? I'm just so glad that I didn't have to watch the entirety of Archie's trial. Yeah. Because I don't care. Something that we learned from Jughead right at the beginning of this episode that I don't think we knew yet mm -hmm. is that is exactly what grade they're in. Yeah, it makes everything a lot creepier, doesn't it? I believe that we figured out that Polly slash Jason slash Cheryl is a year above them. Mm -hmm. So Cheryl is going into her senior year this this uh, season. But that doesn't make any sense. Why? Because Cheryl's been in classes with Archie. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, okay. But... So Cheryl should be going into her senior year, but Right, she's... but they might just fully ignore that. Yeah. And put them in her class because Polly and Jason no longer matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Polly has dropped out and is not going to her senior year and didn't really go to her junior year either. Imagine, like, your nightmare scenario being, like, your kid dropping out and joining a cult. Yeah. And instead of being mad about it, you just join the cult with her. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped out, got pregnant by her cousin, <laughs> then joined the cult. Alice is like, if you can't beat him, you might as well join him. She's always done it out of the box, you know? And her dad's a serial killer. Yeah. Um, so Jughead says is there, it's the summer before their junior, junior year. So they're going into grade 11, which means that last year they were in grade 10. Oh yeah, we're Canadian, so we say grade 10 instead of 10th grade. 10th grade. That, that feels like too much work. Uh, yeah, I, I know, right? It feels wrong. It's like when Americans put the month and then the day and then the year, and I'm like, well, why would you do that? Yeah. That, it, it, it makes so much more sense to do day, month, year. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, you, you need me to remember third when I could just say three. Yeah. Third is too much too much thinking. Yeah, like I'm grade in three. I'm in I'm in grade three. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, they were in grade ten. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Which means that Ugh. Miss Grundy Ew. saw someone who just graduated grade nine, a freshman who's just going into his sophomore year, and thought. I would like to bang that. I'm honestly so disgusted. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. Um, especially no matter how hot <laughs> the 10th grader got during the summer. No. Especially since real 10th graders are like gross, gross and pimply and like their voices are cracking. Shout and out to our 10th graders out there. <laughs> but also shout out to my past 10th grade self. Yeah. She, oh yeah. she had, she had chubby cheeks and like those early 2000s narrow glasses. Oh my oh, God. Oh, she thought she, oh, and she had like tiger striped hair because like big chunky no. highlights were in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was really painfully cool. For, throughout all of high school, I had bright red hair. Mm-hmm. Like a little past my shoulders, straight across bangs. <laughs> Blunt straight across bangs. I've seen them. Yeah. So you can imagine, imagine like a grown adult going, yeah. <laughs> I, Good to know that even, neither of us relate to pedophiles. Not even other high schoolers thought I was cute. <laughs> 
So I can't imagine an adult thinking that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so Veronica uh, had a summer job at Pops. Lord knows why. Even though she's rich. But one thing I thought, like, they're like, oh, like, she's, you know, her mom worked at Pops. So, like, maybe that's a thing. But also, does FP not still work at Pops? Question mark? I can't remember. I guess not. Because if he did, then they'd be co-workers and they'd be friends. Oh my god, that'd be really cute. Yeah. It seems like FP has taken up just living in that serpent, like, area, though. Yeah. I don't think, it's like, FP, what do you do for money? Yeah. Like, I'm handsome. <laughs> I give teenagers tattoos. A bunch of children uh, live in the space right in front of my trailer, so I charge them rent. Okay, why does FP low-key, like, run his own farm? Ew. He does, though. Ew, okay. FP is the Edgar of the serpents. Edgar Frick. Betty is doing an internship with Marion Sierra, trying to- Love that. Figure out Archie, which is, like, an exactly Betty move, so I love that. Well, and also Sierra offered her an internship at the mayor's uh, office. Right. Wait, I think it was in, like, was season it season one. one? Yeah. So I'm glad they actually followed through on that. Mm-hmm. Then they talk, uh, and then Jughead says that they, like, had been hanging out at Sweetwater Swimming Hole, but then later they say they haven't even been since- I think he's just talking about, like, what would define a summer. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Then they're also in this very, very hot courtroom. There's no air conditioning in Riverdale. I guess not. But I can say with complete certainty that it was hot as crap here when they were filming that, Mm. so. I, like, immediately had flashbacks to, like, Kobe and I, like, laying on the floor in front of the fans, just going, oh my god! (laughs) Um, uh, and welcome to a group, like a an ensemble shot, an ensemble scene. Yeah, they're almost never all together. Which is one of my favorite things to look at details in in the background. Okay. So, front row. Mm-hmm. We've got Fred, Veronica, Josie, and Sweet Pea, who for, so, for some reason is there. Sweet Pea, number one Archie Stan. Yeah. Sweet Pea, you, you gotta have better taste than that, man. Um, second row, Jughead, Betty, Alice, and FP. So Alice and FP are sitting together. Bughead and Phallus in the same row. Yeah. Uh, third row, I thought I saw Fangs, but I don't think it's Fangs anymore because I didn't see him in the second scene, and everybody who was in this first scene was in the second scene. Um, but Moose, Kevin, and Keller were in the third row. On the other side, front row, Sheriff Mineta and Pop, and then second row, Hermione and Hiram. So whatever side you sit on tends to be, like, this- so why is Pop over there? Well, Pop, like, Hiram hires Pop. Pop is on Hiram's side because he owns the- Oh, no, wait, Veronica owns the diner now. Wait, Ronnie owns Pop's? Yeah, because she bought the- Wait, we did a rewatch, but we haven't watched the last three episodes. Yeah, so we're like, we're like, uh, we're gonna do that soon, though. We'll do that today. Yeah. But, yeah, she she bought the white worm because Hiram wanted the white worm. And then she traded the white worm for Pops. And she's oh, like, so that's why she was working at Pops. She was working at the place she owns. Why would you have to do that if you own it? Good work ethic. I guess. But also she's like, I have to start making my speakeasy that I inexplicably want to make even though I can't. I, I'm not of age. Yeah, she also can't legally, like, own a bar and yet Dude, she did. a 10th grader owned a bar. Rich people are weird. Oh, I lied, actually, because in the second scene, Tony and Cheryl are also there. But... The did I say that the second row of the other side, Hermione and Hiram were there, and then up at the table, Mary, Archie, and Sierra. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, so the other lawyer person there is saying that Archie has a very uh, history of violent behavior, which mm-hmm. honestly is the truth. Yes, uh, he has formed two masked vigilante groups. <sighs> He uh, assaulted Nick, who then held him hostage, but whatever, I guess they don't know about that. Imagine being like, he insulted this, like, attempted rapist. Yeah. Hello? Boy. Um, I guess they don't know that, though. No, they don't know. What I did really like about it is these flashbacks that we're getting. You know, it's like Archie kind of going through his life and wondering if he is guilty or not, you know? Yeah, it's like Archie going over every stupid decision he's ever made. Yeah. He's like, oh, my whole life was a stupid decision. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, obviously it was a tactic to have us remember all of these things that Archie has done, you know, at the beginning of a season, just like at the beginning of a series of books or like during, you know, Chamber of Secrets, the first chapter is like, these are all the things that happened in Philosopher's it's Stone. The, it's the previously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's also can be used by like, you know, Archie hearing all these things that this person's saying about him, hearing all the things that Mary's saying about him and kind of grappling with the things that he's done. Then she mentions that he threatened Sweet Pea with a gun, and then we get, <laughs> which he did do. But then we We're get a turn it sideways just to seem cool. That'll yeah. probably be the funniest thing to me. But then, uh, then we get a close up on Sweet Pea, and he's like, "Eggs, yep." <laughs> Sweet Pea's like, "Oh crap, he did do that." Yeah, I didn't have a good time. Um, and then he also shot Cassidy Bullock in the head. Sure, Jen. But Archie says that wasn't him. It was his girlfriend's father's doorman. <laughs> <laughs> Which fairly does sound ridiculous. That's a hell of a defense. Who is, was Andre who died, fortunately. Oh, R.I.P. Andre. I you were so handsome. I miss him. Do you? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. He, like, became more of a character than Smithers, which was weird. Aw, Smithers! Yeah. It's okay, he's driving buses now. He, yeah. dr- he drives to San Junipero. Um, so yeah, he's a varsity athlete and a sensitive musician, but he's also a cold blooded killer. When was the last time Archie played an instrument? Hmm, what a great question. Well, we haven't watched the last three episodes, so I can't say for sure. But, like, remember when Archie was like, ball is life? No, music is life. Music is life. And then he didn't play music for, like, a whole season. He's like, no, sleuthing is life. Sleuthing is life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Making stupid decisions is life. Forming I'm... forming gangs is life. Yeah. Um. Oh, right, Hiram is life. Hiram <laughs> Archie's obsession with Hiram is so funny on rewatch. Guys, if you have a chance, rewatch season two because the only tolerable way to get through Archie and Hiram is to kind of just look at it like Archie has a massive crush on Hiram. And then and then it's just like, it's tolerable. I'm searching up if mothers can represent their kids in court. I feel like no. But now it's just telling me about custody battles and stuff and that's not really what I'm looking for. So my question is, can mothers represent their sons in court? That feels like a conflict of interest to me. It is a conflict of interest. My mom can't counsel me as a psychologist. But it's like known that she's his mom too so it's like doesn't seem to be a problem so i'm not sure but she basically gets up there and she goes listen this man is a gryffindor he has to be because he's brave and he's a little dim yeah no shade to gryffindors but like i mean if you think about like someone like harry potter mm-hmm. just the most like a hero a good person oblivious as hell yeah do gryffindor people kill sometimes actually this was a bad point <laughs> yeah i was like it's like hang on yeah they do they're like yeah listen. never mind but what he does do is he helps others. He helped solve Jason's murder. He did do that. He let the serpent stay in his house for a while. Which he sure did. Just as much Fred as him, but whatever. And he also like saved Cheryl by punching ice, which I st- I wish they'd stop bringing up honestly because I'm like, yeah, okay, but that was really dumb. Every time they bring that up, I'm like, but y- your feet were right there. Yeah. <laughs> But better tools were right in front of you. Attached to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Mary's saying they have no real evidence. This is the so. first genuine good point. Like, the other ones were like, well, he's a good kid. And I'm like, yeah, they say that about a lot of pe- a lot of men that get convicted of stuff, you know? Yeah. But Mary's like, hey, by the way, there's no evidence. Yeah. And you- I'm like, finally! <laughs> I don't know. Did they say there was no body? Yeah! There was no body? I don't think so. Okay, well, it- I can't, I can't exactly remember that part. I know they don't have the murder weapon. For no! Sure. And they don't have, and they have a, some foggy testimony from who even, because Archie's the only person who is still alive who was there. 
Yeah, like, I'm guessing, like, Hiram? But, I don't know, like, I know Hiram's rich, but it's like, how does Hiram have the authority to just be like, I, I know, I know what, the, this kid's dead, and I'm gonna guess what happened? I, I guess. Really weird. Or his fellow, like, if anything, this kid is dead, right? Mm-hmm. Why did no one else get to testify and say, yeah, by the way, he held us at gunpoint. Oh my god. And, like, tried to rob our house. Okay, I know why. Why? Because another thing that Mary says is that he has no motive. And if they said, hey, he, this kid robbed us at gunpoint, that would give Archie a motive. I, I guess. I mean, that's my only guess is what happened, is that how that happened. I think that's like giving everyone too much credit though. But if the DA knew about that, she could bring in Cassidy's friends who were just like, we miss our friend. But you can also then bring in Betty, Jughead, and Ronnie who were like, yeah, by the way, the guy that Archie said shot him was there and we all saw him because he was there. Yeah. We saw him with our own two eyes. I mean, I guess... Hiram could be holding back this information, but I'm sure, you know, he said that Hiram, or that Andre was a ninja that one time. Like, Andre probably had, like, documentation to say that he was, like, a good, not doorman, but, like, a person who knew- He had a reputation. Yeah, he had a reputation and was, like, for hire in that sort of- Yeah, so, like, if you have all the kids seeing Andre- And then Archie being there also, but there's no murder weapon. I just, I just, I feel like we've already put up a better case than the show has. Yeah. Just by remembering what the show has written. Yeah. Which I guess maybe they didn't. Um, so he's up for first degree murder. Yikes. How are you up for first degree murder with no evidence? Hmm. What a fun question. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, afterwards, Betty is getting herself some water and taking her pill, which is Adderall. Mm-hmm. I guess. And they're talking about how he has a 50-50 shot to get off or to be yeah. um, put in jail. Archie's kind of sitting alone. They're like, where's Archie? And he's sitting all alone, thinking about the swimming hole, which they apparently still have not been to. And they're all like walking away from him. That was weird. I mean, I, I like the symbolicness of it because it's like they're leaving him behind because he's trapped, like literally drowning. But I was like, Archie, why do you think about You know what, though? I get that. Well, I think this. I think there's only two, but he has like visions in this episode. I think there's only two and this is the one, but the other one, he's like actually like asleep dreaming. And so I find it weird that in this one, he's just like sitting in, I mean, daydreaming. Yeah, I think he's just daydreaming about like what he, like, he's literally making a visual metaphor out of his situation, I guess. Yeah. Which I was like, eh, that's it. And then I'm like, no, 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 I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, what are you thinking about? Oh, I'm thinking about that swimming hole that we used to hang out in. Oh, yeah, we all have been thinking about it, which is weird that they haven't been in years. And then suddenly they're all like, hey, remember this place? And Ronnie's like, I've never been there. What is that? Yeah. Um, the reason why they haven't been there in a while is because they got covered in leeches. <laughs> And (laughs) that's my favorite line. Yeah. (laughs) Is Betty going, wait, was that us or was that in a movie? And Juggy's like, oh no, that was us. Because that's the way my brain works. I'm like, was that us or was that in a movie? Oh, imagine being covered in leeches. Ew, no thanks. I looked up symptoms for using Adderall and they don't include like forgetfulness. So I don't understand how Betty would have forgotten that she was covered in leeches once. Or was that just, did that just happen to Archie and Jughead? I think that might have just happened. No, I think it was like one of those things where like, they get up to so much stuff. No wonder that she forgot that. Do you think that's what happens after, like when you swim after Labor Day? Or is that going to be something more sinister? I mean, why do leeches like follow a calendar? I don't know. They're like, oh man, we can't bug these kids until Labor Day. Yeah. 
<laughs> also, no wearing white, Ted. Check the calendar. Uh, and then Veronica says she wants to go. Um, uh, they go back into the thing and the judge says that he's dismissed the jury, but they're all sequestered until Tuesday morning after Labor Day. Man, I would, I would rather be like, hi, I'm ready to deliberate now so that I can enjoy my long weekend rather than be sequestered in a hotel room. Oh, yeah. Especially since you have no outside contact. Yeah. Like, you have nothing to do. Yeah. I would probably just sleep the whole time, I guess. I can't do that. Boo. Watch TV. You can't watch TV. Why not? You can't wa- ha- keep up with current events. So what do you do? Read? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's like, hey, Archie, you should spend time with your friends and family. And he's like, I do that anyway. <laughs> but also, like, what a, like, lenient thing for him to get to do. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels like bold to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got, like, some paparazzi outside. Who cares this much? The know. only newspaper in town is the Register. And Alice isn't there with a friggin' camera? Well, Hiram bought the register. So who is that? Don't know. Okay. Then Hiram says, hey, Archie, have a good weekend. Which is just too much. <sighs> Beach. No. Honestly, the most satisfying thing in this entire show was Fred punching Hiram in the face. And yeah. that's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. Um. So then they're all having uh, milkshakes at Pops. And Jughead sees Dilton and Ben. <laughs> Why okay. does Ben exist Can you again? just, like... Okay, so when we were watching, Robin had to remind me who Ben was. Can yeah. you remind everyone who Ben is? Because I feel like that's such a deep reach character. Sure. So, the first time we saw Ben was in episode four. Uh-huh. Uh, episode 104. Um, he was working at the drive-in. And Kevin was like, hi, I want a hot dog. And Ben was like, um, no. So that's the first time we saw Ben. It's not the first time Kevin's wanted a hot dog, though. Mm. Um, <laughs> the next time we saw Ben... Ben was living in Greendale, uh-huh. um, and he was actually here in 201. So Kevin conveniently lives in a very spooky town. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are we talking about Ben or Kevin? That's what I meant. Ben, who, when we saw him, he got with Grundy real quick. <laughs> he was getting piano lessons from Grundy, and then after he left, she died. So that must have, first of all, had a toll on him, and I guess he moved back to Riverdale. Because the next time we saw him, he was conducting Chick's job interview for the Bijou at their house, and then Chick came down in a robe with a glass of milk. And that's the last time we saw Ben until now. Ben, you're a complicated man! Yeah, so I guess he just keeps coming back from Riverdale to Greendale to Riverdale again. Because then he started working at the Bijou, and now he's playing Griffins and Gargoyles with Dilton. This is so confusing. Yeah. I feel like Ben is just like one of those characters you throw into any situation, and you're like, well, we need we need a slightly recognizable face. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't think about the fact that he's been traveling back and forth. And he but they did, has a name. But they did deliberately bring up Greendale, which I think is, like, interesting. Yeah, I think last time we saw Ben, I looked up whether he was on the list of Archie Comics characters, but no, he's not. They're playing Griffins and Gargoyles, but he like is just like, oh, Jughead, hey, like we're playing blah, 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 blah. And Ben is like, shut up, Dilton. And I'm like, what's your deal? You seem mean. Yeah. So do you think he got Griffins and Gargoyles like a special Enchanted Edition from somewhere spooky in Greendale? Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what else is spooky in Greendale. Hmm. I guess we'll find out October 26th on Netflix. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so they're like, hey, we should all go find the gun. Because that's a thing they don't have. And then we can, like, try and plant it on somebody. And Archie's like, no! <laughs> so that is quite literally the smoking gun, though. Yeah. Is where that gun is. Yeah. Hiram? Um, well, another thing that Veronica says is that Hiram wiped all traces of Andre 
from, like, everything. But guaranteed Hiram still has that gun. Either he has it or he, like, specifically, like, got rid of it in, like, a specific way, you know? But why why bring it up unless it was somewhere? Right, that's true. But yeah, Archie says he doesn't really want to spend his last weekend like that. And that's when Cheryl walks in <laughs> with her red bikini top and her red serpent's jacket, like an icon. <laughs> what do you think it's like to be such a legend? I don't know. Honestly. I don't know. Like, I I can't claim legend status the way Cheryl can. I can't even wear lipstick. She wears lipstick all the time. I, I know. Like... Cheryl Blossom is a gay icon. Yeah. Yeah. And I stand by that. Listen to I Did Something Bad by Taylor Swift with a Cheryl lens. It's dope. Ooh! It's so I good. like that. It's so good. Um, She says that she spent three months with Tony riding their motorcycles cross country. That is the gayest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> that is gay behavior. And she's gonna have an end of summer pool party at Thornhill. The burned- She's like, the hey, burned. you know what we should do? Have a pool party at the burned out husk of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I stand. You guys are all invited, but you might not want to come because Archie might be in jail by the end of the weekend, so you might be sad. So, I mean, come if you want, but don't be a bummer. Yeah, like, no no crying, okay? Yeah. And you can invite whoever you want. Just let them know that I'm in the mood for some hell raising. Can't relate, because mm-hmm. when I have a party, I'm like, this is my, my party list. And if somebody brought a person that I don't know, I'd be like, excuse me, you've ruined my party. Yeah, it, the goal is not to fill the room with bodies, it's to fill the room with people that you know. Yeah. Yeah. But to each their own. But at a pool party, more people, music. Yeah. That's more excuses for more people to bring snacks. Mm. So think about that one. To bring snacks or yeah. to be snacks? Bring snacks. Both? Both is good. Okay. So we have Betty at home and Alice in the background is talking to Polly about her words for the release ritual. You guys can't see me, but my head is in my hand. So I have, I mean, I have questions about this release ritual, which we'll obviously talk about when we get there. Which was dope looking, just by the way. Yeah. Like it looked cool in a spooky way. Yeah. Not in like an actual realistic way, but in a spooky way. It's like the first essence of like actual supernatural stuff that Mm -hmm. we've got so far. Which I like because like now that Sabrina exists within the Riverdale universe, canonically supernatural things can now happen. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll probably play off whatever happened as like a vision of Betty's or whatever but i don't know i like that this this show can now do spooky things i have a reason why i think that it wasn't a vision of betty's though why is because they hold the babies up then they drop them and then they fly up and betty sees that and then she falls down and starts having a seizure so after this after that happens we are no longer in betty's point of view we're now in alice's point of view yes. right and so we cut back to alice and polly and they're not holding the babies anymore they're still in the air uh, we don't see the babies but they're not holding them so we're oh. Oh, okay, okay. So, so theoretically, then it wasn't something that was just in Betty's head. Yeah, I like it. So either they like handed him off or something. Like I don't know for okay. sure, but yeah. Betty's therapist is called Doctor Glass, and I couldn't really find anything about a Doctor Glass, but I did find one character in the list of Archie Comics characters whose last name is Glass. Mm-hmm. A student, okay, so there's a character named Ida in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. A student with one enormous eye where a head should be. So that's cute. She appeared at least twice in the late 1950s, usually as only an unexpected visual punchline at the end of a typical story featuring Betty and Veronica. However, she became a significant character many years later in one incarnation of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. When Sabrina and her aunts moved to Gravestone Heights, a city inhabited by witches, ghosts, and monsters, Ida, who seemed less out of place there, and an invisible girl named Clara Glass became Sabrina's best friends. And of course, her name is Clara Glass because... 
she's invisible. Yeah. But um, that's the only character who I could find whose last name was Glass. Okay, so. On the list. Here's the real joke. Uh-huh. Um, you ever seen the Brady Bunch movie? No. Okay, it's one of the best movies ever made. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay. Jan makes up um, a fake boyfriend called George Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the sure Jan gif comes from. Yes. Is, like, Marsha being like, sure, Jan, sure you have a boyfriend. And he doesn't even go to this school. So George Glass is her fake boyfriend. So, like, if you're gonna make up something fake, iconically, you name it something Glass. Dr. Glass. Right. So That's the, the joke. Do you, like, have other shows done this and stuff? I don't know. Or is this just, like, a... I just feel like this is a good meme use. I think this is... Now that you say that, that's definitely what they're... That that is, definitely. He doesn't even go to this school. Another thing that I noticed is that Alice's hair is very different this season. It's more hippie-ish. It's more hippie-ish. It's a little more flat. Yeah. It has less of, like, the uptight mom curl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I found that interesting. But I already missed the uptight mom curl. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, bring her back. Yeah. Her, even her hair is sad. Yeah. Um, and she says they're supposed to have quality family time because Edgar from the farm said that they should. Oh, yeah. Did Edgar say that? I have some thoughts on Edgar in a little bit. Betty goes over to the Andrews and is saying, Fred, like, thank you so much for punching Hiram. That was dope. And he's like, oh, I almost got in trouble for it. <laughs> and she's like, it was worth it. He punched a man in a court of law and nothing happened to him? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I think he said, like, I almost, like, I could have gone to jail for that. But you didn't. Yeah. Hiram was probably like, no, I'll allow it. Yeah. He's like, whatever, I deserve it. <laughs> oh, man, I wish Hiram was that nice. Yeah. Archie turns on the jalopy and it works. All thanks to Betty, though. Like, yeah. literally, literally, they're sitting there going, we did it, Dad. And I'm like, but Betty's the one who got it to start. Like, how much of Betty's, like, blood, sweat, and tears actually went into that car? Right. But because of that, it makes Fred really sad, and so he has to go. I love that little moment. He's just like, it's such a triumphant moment, and then Archie's, like, just in time. And then I was like, and Fred had to excuse himself because he didn't want Archie to see him be upset. Mm-hmm. He's such a good parent. I love Fred. He's such a good dad. And then Archie says, like, Betty, if I do go away, just please take care of my dad. Because as soon as, like, Mary goes home... He'll be lonely. He'll be all alone. And so, yeah, just, like, invite him for dinner sometimes. I love that. Betty's like, my family is garbage. Can I just live with your dad? Okay, okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so Ronnie doesn't have a father anymore. No. And Betty's family life, not great. She so also if, doesn't really have a father. Yeah. What if they all moved into, like, um Fred's house, and then they all could just be, like, a little family together? That sounds good. Right? Yeah, I'm about that life. Yeah. Then we go to Veronica, and she's kind of, like, looking at her necklace... And I think that's the one that Archie gave her for Christmas. Yeah, her little locket, yeah. Okay, so she's thinking about Archie, obviously. Um, And she goes and tells Hiram that he is doing an Iago-like attempt to keep her and Archie apart. So this the is- The bird from Aladdin! <laughs> so this is a reference to Othello. Uh-huh. Um, the character of Iago in Othello tries to keep Othello and Desdemona apart yeah. for some reason, I can't remember why, by like bringing Ca- Cassius in and being like, Cassius is getting with Desdemona and Othello's like, I'm angry, so he kills Desdemona. Yeah. That's fun and cute. What's up, Shakespeare? Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? I think Shakespeare was always fine, but had like, he was like, hmm, yeah. You know what would be messed up? This. Yeah. <laughs> like Stephen King now. Oh, you know what this needs? A killer clown. Yeah. Yeah. And Hiram's just like, oh, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she just keeps bringing up, like, like honestly, the scene, although I think was needed, is pretty redundant. She's mostly just being like, hey, you need to do something about this. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Please, dad, do something about it. These are the reasons why I think that you, or whatever. No, well, sorry, it wasn't me. And like, it's going back and forth like four times. And she didn't make this move before? Exactly. It's been three months. What took you so long? 
And also, I noticed that this was the same scene that, uh, sorry, um, this is the same scene from the season three trailer yeah. where Ronnie is supposed to say, we are Endgame, but they cut it out. Yeah. Thank God, because that was really cheesy. It was really cheesy, but I did like that it was a throwback to the pilot in which um, Kevin says to Veronica that Betty and Archie are endgame. Oh, okay. I like that. So, yeah. And I remember thinking it was cheesy then as well, but it was Kevin who said it and he was like, kind of being like cutesy, like jokey about it, but her being like, we are endgame. Also, that's like internet jargon that Hiram is like, I don't know what that means. Kate, this is my favorite like little side story is someone once tweeted Paige Turco and they're like, Kane and Abby are endgame. And she was like, no, because she thought that meant that like they were going to like break up. She thought it literally meant end of the game, like end. And oh. she was like, no. And they're like, no, Paige, it's okay. It means that like they'll end up together in the end. And she was like, oh yeah, okay, then that's what I want. See? Like, I feel like that's how adults think of like internet language when you put it on. <laughs> When you put it so like Ronnie says we are endgame and Hiram's like, yeah, you're over. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. literally what I'm yeah. doing. We're at the end of the game and I won. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he won't confess. And she's like, Oh, I'm begging you as your only daughter. And of course, like at the end, that's like a parallel to the end of the episode in which she says, You don't have a daughter anymore. Which honestly, fair. Oh my god, I support her hundred percent. Yeah. Get away from an abusive household. Yes, God. Yeah. We're at the Southside Serpent's little shanty town. I love it. I love it too. It's so cute. It's 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 cute. It's it's realistic. I love that they all stick together as a group. Mm-hmm. I love that there's random fire pits despite the fact that it's clearly very hot outside. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it's summer. Mm-hmm. We're learning that Hiram is still colluding with the ghoulies, which we kind of knew considering he had that little like meeting with Malachi and Penny were were both there at that point. Fangs has to go spy to find where their new lair is. I cannot believe he used the word lair. Like where is it where is the lair though? Oh, we don't is know. it going to be in the white worm? Oh, that would suck. But I mean, that was the serpent's lair. Yeah, it would make it would make sense, but it would suck like for the serpents. Mm-hmm. Fangs 3 months ago was shot. <laughs> Um, so I thought maybe his shirt, like, his shirt was open specifically to, like, show his scar because he was shot, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see one. I think it was, um, open to show that, um, he's very handsome. I mean, that's the truth, for sure. Well, that actor is. Fangs is an underage boy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, where is his scar? Where was he shot? I'm pretty sure it was, like, in his stomach. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure. So um, shot or was he stabbed? He was shot he because was shot. Betty, or sorry, Betty, Reggie had the gun and, like, we thought that it was Reggie who shot him because he, like, fell down with Archie. But who really shot him? Oh. Oh, no, that was Hal. I don't. One sec. I'm pretty sure that was Hal. Or was it, like, Hiram had somebody shoot him or something? Give me one second. After his hookup with Midge Clump. So, first of all, Moose seems fine at the fact that Midge literally got murdered three months ago. And so does Fangs even though they both had things no one brought up midge no their classmate was murdered yeah no one brought her up like also where's barb i know that it's ethel like but where's barb she didn't come to the pool party it like bothers me obviously we don't have all the time in the world to be beside kevin and moose which was a weird scene first of all but also like should moose not be kind of sitting there and being like midge sure would have liked to be here he was dating her for years yeah and instead like kevin's talking about like losing their virginities and i'm like don't you hook up with dudes in the forest yeah isn't that something you've already lost did he not do midge ever I guess 
Listen, they're guess, children. Yeah. But children do that. By children, I mean, like, teens. Okay, so between Midge and Moose hooking, I guess, I guess they didn't have sex. Because we never really saw that. Like, they went out to do Jingle Jangle together in the woods. But I feel like after that, Moose had, like, said something about how, like, Midge is crazy like that, or, like, she's, you know kind of kinky or whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure he said something like that. And I mean, Kevin literally talked about how he goes into the woods to have sex with men. Yeah. Like, does that just mean he's doing blowies then? I guess. I guess. So the person who shot Fangs was Midge's mom. Why is Midge's mom in jail? You know, I don't know. Like, um, she shot a person. So Archie's in jail. Archie's going to jail for a murder that no one can prove he commit. Midge's mom shot someone and... Yeah. She's later found by Veronica and taken back to the station for holding. So we don't know for sure. So she's probably in jail then. Yeah. Man, her life went downhill real freaking quick. I feel really bad for her. Anyway, we were talking about Fangs' shirt. So I guess they're like kind of mostly homeless living in tents in the trailer park. Mm -hmm. FP is doing a tattoo on Archie. Tell us about the tattoo. We all thought he was literally just painting it on because he was like, best one I've ever done. Yay. You know, and it was just like literally looked like he had a paintbrush in his hand. I mean, it did though. And last night when I was looking closely at it, it looks like what he was actually doing was a stick and poke tattoo because he goes to like the swimming pool and he's like wearing it. He still has it like in jail, I assume. What? Did he go swimming with a new open tattoo in dirty water? We didn't see him go in the swimming pool, so maybe yes, not. Yes, we did. He went in the swimming hole. Oh my god, the swimming hole. Ew! Archie, you idiot! Listen, guess what? He will never have consequences for this, but that's gross. None of those writers have had tattoos. That's gross. Like, this is literally- this kind of, like, slipped detail is what won the case in Legally Blonde. Yeah! And- and then you took a shower? Don't know. No, that was legally blonde. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you wash your hair. That's not how perms work, beach. But so a stick and poke tattoo is kind of when you like put a sharp needle into the, usually the eraser of like a pencil. Yeah, to hold it in place. Yeah, and then you can use that as, um, as like, I guess kind of your pencil. Yeah. Your like ink needle and you put it in the ink and then just poke it over. It's very, I've never had one obviously. It takes so long. I've never had one. It takes a long time. It's really painful. Yeah. Because you just feel every single one of them. Yeah. But Archie's a tough guy. So. I mean, like two things here is congrats to KJ on what I assume is just a 12 pack at this point. Yeah. Well, he's sitting too. Yeah. He obviously does a good job um, working out, even though he doesn't like Vancouver. So we have a lot of conflicting opinions. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you and I did some tattoo research last night. And Archie and Juggie's tattoos are in full color, but you can see Alice's tattoo in the trailer. And uh, Sweet Pea's tattoo are all, like, different styles. Like, Mm -hmm. some of them have color, some of them don't. Some of them are of the new Serpent logo. Obviously, Alice's is freaking gigantic Mm -hmm. and definitely not the new logo. So it's kind of like the inconsistency with the logo on the jackets. Yeah. Where you don't really know what's going on, but you just kind of roll with it. Yeah, do you want to talk about the logo on the jackets? Well, the best research that I could find, which I got from the Riverdale Reddit, was that the reason that FP and Jughead have the double-headed snake S jacket and everyone else has the Ouroboros snake is because they are, like, the gang royalty. Mm -hmm. So, like, the, the king and the prince or the king and the retired king or whatever. So they get, like, special jackets. And everyone else has the Ouroboros. I know that Betty had a jacket on when they were going to visit Hot Dog Mm -hmm. or like to get Hot Dog back, but I didn't see what the logo was. And I'm not sure if it showed or not, but... I do not want to see Betty in a serpent jacket. No. No. I mean, she wore one. Yeah. 
But I don't want her to have the S one. No. Because she, ugh, ugh, ugh. I don't Betty like calling herself the Serpent Queen literally sent me over the edge. I'd rather die. I was like, your mom is the Serpent Queen. Yeah. This is Alice Erasure. Yeah. We'll get there, though. Alice Appropriation. This is the appropriation of Alice culture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's doing a stick and pack poke tattoo and it's weird that it's in color when almost all of the ones we've seen, at least that we can remember, are in black and white. Yeah, the one on Sweet Pea's neck is in black and white. Yeah. Um. Juggies isn't though. Are we sure? Yeah, I looked at it yesterday. Juggies is in color too. Oh, weird. Okay. Um. But why didn't they just use the tattoo artist that they did where Penny worked? Because that's where Penny worked and it's probably taken by the ghoulies, question mark? Oh, good point. Yeah. But fun fact, I got my tattoo at that same tattoo parlor where they shot. Wow. I didn't know that until we were watching the episode, and uh, our friend Emily, who also got a tattoo there, went, hey, that's Penny Black, and I was like, what? And then it was. Cute that it's called Penny Black Ink. I know, right? Yeah, it's called Penny Black Ink. It's an, it's a, it's a really nice inside. Mm-hmm. The guy who owned it treated me very weirdly, but the female yeah. tattoo artist who was visiting was very nice. That's good. I think that Archie got his in the same place as Jughead, but on opposite shoulders, yes. I believe. And so basically Jughead is just saying, you gotta get a squad in there, there are serpents in there. So you gotta stick with them, because you got the tattoo now, even though you super didn't get beat up for it and do the gauntlet, but whatever, I guess. I guess we're just letting people in. Well, they said he was an honorary serpent. That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That's dumb. It is. She's right. Cheryl deserved it. Yeah. They're just giving it to Archie because he's Cheryl going to jail. literally earned her bones. Yeah. Archie spent most of the season fighting the serpents mm-hmm. and then didn't really seem to face any consequences for yeah. that. So that's neat. Cute. Um FP's wearing glasses because he is real. <sighs> oh my she god. Needs to know the details. Do you know how many tweets I saw just containing the word daddy with that? I get it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> a bisexual and an asexual attempt to have a conversation about FP. <laughs> I'm just like, they look like old guy glasses, so I'm like, they could have been trendier, but whatever. Uh, we love a man who can't see. Okay. He's, he's, he's slowly, he's slowly losing his vision, okay? Yeah, safe. Leave him alone. And he is saying you have to protect your mind, too, because the first thing that goes is, like, your sanity, so. Yeah. Speaking from experience, because I've been in the clink, he says. Kate, but, like, remember that one episode where, in, of Bob's Burgers, where Mickey's talking about, like, (laughs) he's like... They can't cage what's in here, man. That's all I was thinking about. It's like Bob's Burgers while FP was saying this. I was like, okay. Going back to the Coopers, Alice has all of Betty's journals and diaries, which is weird. The thing that made me uncomfortable was that she was reading them. She had done that in season one. Yeah, because Betty apparently hasn't heard of like a locked Twitter account. Whatever. Get a live journal, Betty. Alice is saying that Edgar thinks that Betty should burn them because she's being like swallowed up by her past or whatever. I actually like this advice a lot. I mean, I get it, but also like after you've put so much work in something, I also no, really you want to keep it. Yeah, I yeah. also really love journals. So yeah, no, for sure. I like it's definitely like a sort of an of two minds thing, but I love the symbolicness of like symbolicism. Is that it? I don't know. Are you making symbolism? <laughs> Symbolicness, symbolicism, symbolism. Thank God neither of us do this, like, for a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like... Thank God no one's listening right now. That'd be embarrassing. (laughs) Thank God you're not gonna include this in the podcast for everyone to laugh at. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. Don't you dare. Oh, I absolutely will. (laughs) Great, now everyone's gonna know how stupid we are. Sometimes. 
And then, so he's like, oh, you should burn them or whatever. And Betty's like, well, Dr. Glass says that I shouldn't and I should do this. So now that we know that Dr. Glass isn't a real person. George Glass. George Glass. George, like, can we just name him George Glass? Yeah. Case we- I don't know if we'll hear about him again. But- no, we won't. Like, just for my own happiness. Sure. Basically, what Betty's been doing all these past three months is saying, well, my therapist says it's fine. Or, like, my therapist says that I should do this. Just making up things so she can do what she wants. <sighs> What an icon, honestly. I, like, I both respect the hustle Mm -hmm. and want to just wail on her, like, with my words. Yeah. Because she needs to be in therapy. Her father was a serial killer. Yeah. Who tried to kill her. And also tried to groom her into, like, following in his footsteps. Yeah, that was weird. Girl, you need therapy. Mm -hmm. I love how when she went to Juggy and she was like, I think maybe I should really do therapy. And I was like, yeah, maybe you should. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Weird, cool opinion. Yeah, neat opinion that maybe you should follow instead of just, like, doing Adderall like they're M&M's. She says that Edgar is running a Heaven's Gate commune. And when I was re-watching this, I took that to kind of mean like a Heaven's Gate type commune. But it turns out Heaven's Gate is an actual real cult. Yes. So you you did some research on that, right? Yeah. So Heaven's Gate is actually like, it was a UFO religious cult. It Like in the 80s. So what basically what they believed in is like that when the Hale-Bopp comet passes, it will like usher them to heaven's gate which eventually resulted in like a mass suicide of 39 people um who all killed themselves i'm laughing because i'm like what the fuck so basically what they believed is that the planet earth was about to be recycled wiped clean or renewed and the only chance to survive was to leave it immediately Wow. And then the group was actually against suicide, but they defined suicide like their own suicide to mean turning against the next level when it is being offered and that their human bodies were only vessels for what was up here. Okay. So their souls would ascend to a higher plane of existence. Mm -hmm. So your body was just the vehicle. Right. So that was interesting. And then let's see here. Oh God, there were techniques to enter the next level. Ew. Oh, um... What's interesting is that a spacecraft would come pick you up. Oh. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. So that's cool. They thought that they were going to be... <laughs> they just sat on the curb waiting and they're like, my spaceship never showed up, mom. I got stood up. They thought that a spacecraft was trailing hale oh. Like the comet. Yeah. So they persuaded everyone to commit suicide so that their souls could board the craft. Bye. So I'm really hoping that this isn't the same cult. Because I feel like Alice has to... I don't think Polly's smarter than this, but Alice has to be, right? Here's my thing, is that if she's saying that he's running a Heaven's Gate commune, and, like, she's she clearly knows what Heaven's Gate is, and I assume, as a journalist, she would have looked this up, and if she thought, oh, my sister and mom are fully just going to commit suicide so that their souls will depart on a spaceship, then she would have been, like, she would have done more to stop them. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I think I think it's she... just a flippant reference being, like, oh, like, this is the most iconic cult I could think of. Yeah, like, the craziest thing I can think of, this is just a reference to this. Which is so weird, because, like, the, like, if I was gonna offhandedly reference a cult, I would go for Scientology. Right. Which I, I know is, like, a religion, but, like, yeah, I was, or or being a One Directioner. <laughs> I watched or I listened to a podcast about Nixium recently. Oh, right, the cult that some of the Battlestar Galactica cast wound up being. In. What? Oh my god! Yes, That's hilarious. Didn't you see Nikki Klein who in Battlestar Galactica I was don't like know any of the Battlestar in a marriage with what's her face from from Smallville? Oh, Allison Mack. Yeah, she, she like she like recruited her while they were here in Vancouver. Oh my god. Yeah. 
great. Yeah, a lot of it did happen in Vancouver. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. One other thing is that um, I noticed that in the subtitles on Netflix that they are using the farm, uh, they're capitalizing it. Oh. So do you think it's a real farm? The farm. Do you think it's I a think farm? It, I think it is a farm, but it, honestly, like, this sort of reminds me of the farm in Orphan Black. Okay. When Helena gets taken there, and right. then the, the, like, main guy, oh, like, yeah. marries her because she's, like, special or whatever, and it's creepy, and she, like, runs away, and they have to go find her or whatever, and right. her. Right, So, I mean, that's just it, what it reminds me of when they say the farm and they talk about it like I that. swear to God, this is, like, a village-type situation, like the movie The Village. Okay. Where, like, I mean, spoilers if you've ever seen The Village, but basically, like, they're all sequestered in, like, this old-timey village, and, like, it's, like, set in, like, you know, an era where, like, you know, electricity was, like, barely a thing, and then you get to, like, the end of the movie, um, and they're, like, being haunted by, like, these things that won't let them leave the woods, um, and, of course, what it actually was was sort of, like, a little cult commune that they started, and the whole movie was set in modern day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that's kind of what I wonder of, like, where this one's going is sort of a village-type situation. Yikes, Okay. Um, and they're talking about how the farm helped heal them and everything it could help heal her as well. And they're talking about how Betty hasn't really taken in and accepted what happened, which is fair. fair. Um, uh, and then she's like, what is your soul saying? Well, my soul saying is that my mom is crazy now, so I have to leave. Now. I love that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Polly comes out and is saying that she, like, knows something about Betty. Go away, Polly Challenge. <laughs> oh my god. Like, here's the thing. Polly, Polly's actress, an absolute angel. Yeah. But I feel like Polly's story was played out in season one. The fact that she keeps returning is kind of like, okay. Okay. Like, I guess Polly's back again. Okay. Welcome to the swimming pool party. Pool party. Mm Mm-hmm. They're playing Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Um, uh, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys is actually really important in the season three finale of Lost. Okay. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, love the Beach Boys. Yeah, okay. And it reminds me, every time I hear a Beach Boys song, it brings me right back to, like, the Disney World water parks. Because that's all they play very loudly. A Typhoon Lagoon? Um, Typhoon. Yes, Typhoon Lagoon is the one that we always go to. Oh my god. That's all they play really loudly over and over is just Beach Boys songs. Imagine working there. You'd no, go insane. I don't want to. You'd go insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see Archie and Veronica kiss. Okay, yeah, you guys can go over there. And now it's time to talk about Sweet Pea and Josie. Oh my god! Uh, so, uh, do you want to talk about what happened a couple days ago? <laughs> no, do you? No. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you to do it. Robin has an intense attachment to Sweet Pea. Yeah. And the stills came out of Sweet Pea and Josie, and she found out that they were going to be a couple, and she had a tiny meltdown. Not because she doesn't like Sweet Pea or Josie. She loves them both. She's just not sure if she likes them together. Yeah. So she got very scared, but then you watch the episode, and you actually kind of like it. And I felt better. Yeah. Because what I thought they were doing, because I didn't know that they were doing a time jump. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was going to be a three-month time jump until the episode aired. And so I thought that it was just kind of being like, look, Josie and Sweet Pea are getting together. And I was like, there's no lead up to this. Like, I don't understand how would Sierra let her daughter date a serpent. I know that, that the lines are blurred now, but still. Sweet Pea- I still think that's a very fair point. Yeah. Is Sierra is letting her daughter date a serpent. Sweet Pea was really, really hate, hated Northsiders. Like, really had a problem with it. And so I thought, like, how did this happen to Sweet Pea? Like, why is this- like, just why is this happening in general? Also, like, I was really um, attached to Josie's 
relationship with Reggie and the relationship she was going to have with Chuck. So I'm like, why do they keep giving her these, like... Yeah, they keep, like, picking up and then dropping storylines yeah. for her. And I was really, honestly, like, really interested in the in her relationship and the redemption of Chuck. So I'm a little disappointed that they're just kind of dropping that again. Yeah. But I do feel better that it has been three months and then we, it, you know, it's kind of like, okay... We clearly missed, like, something must have happened to bring them together. We didn't see that, but at least it's not just coming up right now. Because then I would have been like, hi, there's been no lead up to this. I'm confused. Though, it kind of cracks me up to think that, like, Josie probably saw Sweet Pea and was like, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, walked up and she's like, you're pretty. Do you want to go on a date? And he would be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, even if they'd done that, I'd be like, okay. He's like, I'm very intense. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was like... If Josie had done that, I would have been like, yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You should do that. So, yeah. But I'm, I I like it now because, well, I, I always like the idea because I like plot lines for Josie. Because they established that there's really, like, no beef between the kids and the serpents anymore. Right. They're, like, some symbolized like that. <laughs> like, they're symbols. Symbiotic. Symbolization. They are the personification of the peace between the north side and the south side. Yeah. But another thing is it's just, like... Sweepy was a recurring character last season, but, you know, he wasn't always there and he was, he was often just like the spokesman of the teen serpent. Mm-hmm. So I like seeing him cause I, cause I love him so much. Mm-hmm. I like seeing him get to have his own character and his own storyline. Yeah. So that's nice. I would like that more for Fangs as well. Also, Sweepy is so soft. He was like, I'm looking forward to going to school so I can see you every day. I was like, are you kidding me? That's so cute. Yeah. I would also want that if I was dating Josie. Yeah. <laughs> but I find it, like, does anyone know what his first, like, his real name is? <laughs> like, here's the thing, is that, like, on the hundred, everyone calls Murphy Murphy. Murphy. Because that's the, the way that he likes to be Except called. Abby, who calls him John. Except Abby and Imori, who's his girlfriend. Of Imori course. calls him John. Because exactly. that is his name. Yes. So it's weird. It's kind of weird to me after seeing, and, like, another thing is it's, like, on Lost, Sawyer's name is Sawyer, but by Juliet, who's his longtime person, calls him James, James because that's his first name. So it's weird to me that she calls him Sweet Pea when everybody else calls him Sweet Pea. What is his real name? Okay, but like, can you imagine just being like, hey, sweet? And you're like, sweet what? She's like, like no, sweet. that's his first name. He's like, no, no, that's my boyfriend's name. I'm like, Wait, what? That's his pet name? No, 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 that's just like his real that's name. his real name. First name, sweet. Last name, Pea. <laughs> Wait, can you see what time? I need to write that P, one? P comma sweet. Yeah. P comma sweet on the attendance list. P comma sweet. But like I think it would have been such an incredible reveal if like she was talking to Sweet Pea and after they had like a little bit of a conversation, she would have been like, no, please, and like and then like said his first name. That would have okay. been like Okay. So what good. do you want Sweet Pea's first name to I, be? I don't even know. I kinda like I don't know. Like I can't decide if I want it to be something really simple like john or like james Mm -hmm. because then it's just like i don't want to be a john or a james i want to be something cool like like i'm pretty sure at least in the comics fangs his real name is fangs and so like i don't he probably also has a real name imagine popping that kid out looking down and going his name is fangs (laughs) see now this is why it's realistic that sweet pea's name is actually sweet pea because you look down and you're like what's his name sweet pea yeah (laughs) but like because then yeah i don't know yeah, so I'm trying to decide if I want it to be something really simple like that, or if or if it needs to just be off the freaking charts. Okay. Yeah. Like Forsyth Pendleton the third. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh I'm excited to learn more about him. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited for Josie to have something to do. Because Sweet Pea's whole storyline, when you look at it, you're like, we don't really know this man. I feel like I know him because I've paid so much attention to him. Mm-hmm. And because I've just read, like, Tumblr is filled with him. I wonder why. I know why. Why? Because he's handsome? He cute and he tall. So- and he and he's intense and he's like, uh, Yeah, that's boy. really all the internet needs. Yeah, he's a brooding anti-hero. Especially teenage, teenage girls. Duh. He's a brooding anti-hero. That's why Jughead merch at Hot Topic is so yeah. cringe-worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. He just, um, <laughs> Sweet Pea's like, I'm sweet. I'm a sweet pea. <laughs> Kill me. I'd rather <laughs> die. I would rather die. I would rather die. I want that on a t-shirt! No, uh, that's terrible. I'd rather die. I wonder, my next question is, I wonder if Jordan knows his name. Probably not. Jordan Connor? Yeah. Like the guy who plays him? You don't think he even knows? I don't think they gave Sweet Pea a name. Okay. I think his name's just Sweet Pea. Okay. Okay. Also, congratulations to Jordan because he just got engaged. Aw, it is nice. Happy for him. Please follow Jordan and Drew on Instagram. Literally, they are the most delightful people. Oh, also congratulations to Camila and uh, Charles. Charles Ben? Charles. Camila and Charles Melton, because they just announced that they're a couple. Yeah. So a list of the people dating on Riverdale. Betty and Jughead. Yeah. Ronnie and... Reggie. Reggie. Which honestly was kind of like my ship when I was like reading the comics because I always shipped- Oh, I always shipped Ronnie and Reggie because they were such brats. Yeah, because I always shipped Betty and Archie. Yeah. So, so Ronnie and Reggie was just obvious. Yeah. So yeah, there are things going on. Oh Um, my god, while we're talking about real life things, Robin, you want to talk about what happened to you on the street the other day? Oh my god, uh, (laughs) no. Yes, you do. I don't even know how to- it was like an out-of-body experience for me, honestly, so I don't even know how to talk about it. Oh my god, okay, I'll settle it. So, I am driving Robin and I and our friend Claire back to my place. No, we were on our way to Michael's. We were on our way- oh right, because we were on an arts and crafts, like, supply binge, gotcha. And we are turning down a street, I'm not gonna name the street, because Riverdale fans apparently are trying to find out where the set is, so mm. that they can go, like, stalk the actual studio. Yeah. That not okay please don't do that and robin all of a sudden very like in the most panicked voice i've ever heard goes that's cool sprouts and we were like what and i like start looking around and claire's like what and we look out and robin's repeatedly going that's cool sprouts that's cool sprouts that's cool sprouts turns out it was cool sprouts yeah uh walking down the street with headphones on just straight chilling just not paying attention obviously thank god he had headphones in yeah and our friend claire starts to unroll the window And so Robin and I start screaming, leave him alone, leave him alone, leave him alone. And I'm thinking, oh my god, Cole Sprouse thinks that a car full of screaming fangirls, two of which are closer to 30 than they are to teens, are like, like, trying to like, flag him down and scream at him. And I'm like, trying to drive as fast as possible away from the situation. And Claire goes, he wasn't even looking at me and I wasn't even looking at him. I just wanted the window unrolled. Bad timing. Oh, Bad timing. But yeah, anyway, after that, um, Robin cried. So that was really fun because she was really overwhelmed that yeah, she saw Cole Sprouse I, in I person. I wasn't crying because I was sad. No, I was, she was crying like out of just like, oh, that's a lot of feelings happening at yeah, once. It was yeah. a lot. Um, but if, if, you you go back, if you go back and listen to our season one podcasts, I often do say the mantra, I have no shame about how much I just gush about Cole Sprouse the whole time. Yeah. So seeing him in person after kind of like even growing up when I was in middle school and high school, watching him on TV mm-hmm. and enjoying his program, his program on the Disney Channel was really, was just really overwhelming. Yeah. It's like if I saw Hillary Duff, I'd be like, what? 
Well, that's another thing is that like when it happened, he was wearing an exact outfit that I have seen him do interviews in. So I, I honestly thought I was like kind of dissociating a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's a nice picture. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I had like, and I, I've never done this before, so I don't know. It was just a really weird experience. Like I thought that I had like pasted him into the world. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. That's how I, I always feel when I see celebrities. It's just sort of, oh, that's a real person. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a weird experience for me. But can confirm just as good hair in real life as on the show. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the moral of this story is leave celebrities alone. Yeah. Which we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't try and find where they work. Leave them alone. And um, if you're going to cry after seeing a celebrity, make sure you're wearing waterproof mascara. Oh yeah, mine yeah. was bad. Yeah, the only mascara I had, I had like with me, like all of my other mascaras, still packed away. Mm-hmm. So when I was wearing this mascara, I knew it wasn't good for crying. Cannot recommend Mac Fall Slash. No, no. Uh, so yeah, that's that story. Yeah, Josie and Sweet Pea are still talking. <laughs> You're like, I need this to be over now. <laughs> I'm fine. But Josie wanted it to just be a summer summer fling only for three months. I get it. I don't get it. That's Sweet Pea. If you got him locked down, keep him. Um, but she's a career woman. That's fine. She's working on her goals. He understands. But they still kiss, though, so, like, that's fine. So now let's move over to Kevin and Moose. Kevin is reading a book. Mm-hmm. The book is At Swim, Two Boys by Jamie O'Neill. Uh-huh. It is set in Dublin before and during the 1916 Easter Rising. <laughs> At Swim, Two Boys tells the love story of two young Irish men, Jim and Doyler. Wait, Jim Mack and Doyler Doyle. That's his name. Dilton Doily. Oh my god. I know. I bet. Jim goes to school on a scholarship. He is quiet, studious, thoughtful, and naive. In contrast, Doyler, <laughs> which rhymes with boiler and that's weird, is outspoken, rebellious, brave, and affectionate. Doyler might have once have received a scholarship like Jim, but Doyler withdrew from school to find work and support his impoverished family, leading them to grow apart. They have an additional connection through their fathers, who served in the army together during the Boer War. The Boer War. And we're once best friends. So it's gay. Kevin reading gay literature while being the epitome of gays at a pool party, which is under an umbrella, fully dressed, reading instead of interacting with other people. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Um, They're going to make a pact to lose their virginity, I guess. (laughs) I feel like, okay, first of all, Kevin's like really like regular, like totally casual about it. And Moose kind of looks like a little bit apprehensive about it. But like, in my head, I'm trying to decide if Moose Moose is apprehensive because he doesn't want to, or because he's just like, ooh, you think I haven't lost my virginity yet? That's embarrassing. Didn't they find Jason's body because they went down to the river to have sex with each other? I don't know. Okie dokie. Yeah, don't know. I don't know their life. Yeah, okay, apparently they've been hanging out all summer, even though Midge just died. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Amelia, who played, who was resurrected and played Jen into All the Boys I'd Loved Before. That blew my mind. It was a great movie, and she did, she, her character sucked. She was the worst. Yeah. But um, she did a good job. Yeah, she did. So congrats to Amelia. Yep. Then he said that the pact is like Halloween at the latest. Ooh. So we've got to remember that. Spoopy. If Halloween passes and they've left this, I'm going to be mad. They might. Oh, they might. Yeah. But like, let's remember this. Yeah. Okay. Then Archie's playing football with Reggie and Reggie has to lead the Bulldogs now. And he's like, okay, well, I'm already captain. He's like, wasn't talking about sports (laughs) Um, because we need to keep peace between the Bulldogs and the Serpents. Um, and then my favorite line award, which is no more circles, red, dark, or otherwise. (laughs) 
So dumb. But Reggie then says that bloody chapter is over. And that just kind of reminded me of the episode names, how they're all called like chapters or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I don't like anymore. And I want them to get rid of. Oh, I like them. But then you can't see what the episode name is on Netflix because it goes off the side and you don't know what episode it is. Oh, good point. Well, that's more of a Netflix fault than anything. I guess. But I'm like, then, like, eventually it's going to go for, like, six seasons or whatever. And it's going to be, like, episode 152. Like, obviously not. But, like... Good point. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, okay. Or chapter whatever. But it's Juggie's book. Yeah. They're and like- I liked it for the first season. But now it's just like, is this still going? It was just supposed to be about Jason. Well, this is this is his third book. Well, then shouldn't it start at chapter one again? <gasps> She's right. Yeah. Um, uh, At the pool party, it's like you can just see the burnt... Thornhill in the background. Which I think is it's funny. so funny. Um, then we have Choni, which we learned is actually pronounced Shoni, which makes sense. Makes total sense. But I'm gonna have a hard time breaking the habit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. God, I love these two together. Yeah. They are Tony. so healthy and emotionally supportive. Yeah. I love them. Tony calls Cheryl babe. Yes, we love nicknames. Um, Cheryl is talking about how Archie really saved her life. Um, there's one part in this scene where I, that I thought was really clunky, though. What? Tony says, oh, like that day at Sweetwater River, we've never talked about it. Oh, yeah, the exposition. Beach- that was gross. That was, that made me feel weird, just because it's just like, it makes sense if it's, if, like, it, we, I would like it better if she said something like, oh, man, yeah, like, we never talk about it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't really know much about it. Or it'd be, or literally just be like, like, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I, I don't, or like, I don't really you know any of the details. Like, yeah. yeah. But like her saying, that day at the river, we've never talked about it. Cheryl knows you've never talked about it because it's a conversation between the both of you. No shade to Tony, shade to the writers. Thanks. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a tiny, tiny bit. And Cheryl just feels bad that he saved her life and no one can really help him. I love that. Yeah. I love that Cheryl vacillates between, oh, Archie's going to jail, so if you guys don't want to come to the party, like, that's fine. And Archie's going to jail, like, I'm really sad about it. Yeah. Like, Cheryl, what even are you? Yeah. <laughs> Veronica really wants to go on the stand and, like, tell the truth about Hiram, but of course, you know, it's a little too late now because the jury is already deliberating. Why um, didn't they, why didn't she do these things three months ago? Yeah. What the hell, Ronnie? What were you doing the whole time? It's a good question. I don't have the answer. Josie comes up and tells them that she can kind of help them swing the jury. Why does she know what room the... she? And she says, like... Oh, eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. Probably. When your, par- when your parents are in a professional thing, you pick up way more than you think you do. But another thing is that she says, and I might have a way to get you in, or, like, I know how to get you in. And I'm like, how? The maid costume. Josie has a maid costume? I think she had a way to get one. Oh, Okay. But also, they were in room 301. Ah! Uh, episode 301. Yeah, duh. I love when they do stuff like that. I feel like they've done that before, haven't they? Have. they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. It was like the room that like Fred was in in the hospital or something like that. Yeah. And then upcoming, I think Archie's cell number is his episode number. Those dorks. I love it. I love prop <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just, another thing is it's just like, I don't want to call it lazy, but it's like when they're just like, Hey, an inex- inexplicable character comes in. And it's just like I know how to get you in, and we Shortcut. don't get a yeah, we don't get a reasoning as to why yeah. she knows how to let them in or anything. But whatever. And Veronica's saying that she only really needs to get to one juror to to ruin the whole dynamic. You know, if I were that juror, I would take that information and then be like, "Am I being given this information falsely?" Yeah, like, exactly. I would I would trust it even less. Yeah. Um. So Dilton's weird. <laughs> wow understatement of the century i have to say this is one of my favorite moments in the episode i know you recreated it like three times last night i'm really good at it yes you are just the do it again <laughs> just goes you can't see staring. us but we're both 
staring, and then <gasps> snap to the side, stare at Jughead weirdly. I don't get it. Make him wait for it, Travis. Boom. Boom. Okay, where is that vine, though? Someone needs to edit that vine, and then at the end, just edit in Dilton's Dilton. head till instead of the owl. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Anyone who, like, wants to edit that, you know what I'm talking about if you know vines. Yeah. Please do that. Yeah. Then Fangs runs up. And it turns out the ghoulies stole hot dog. I have questions, though. I also have questions. He says, oh, they might have taken it on Riot Night. They bring up Riot Night twice. First that of all- was three months ago. Riot Night, if we're talking about the same Riot Night, is was three months ago. Yeah. How did you realize- How did you not realize that hot dog was missing? Yeah. Where's the- Did you- Like, y'all care about this dog so much, but it's been missing for three months? Y'all are garbage owners. Did they mention Hot Dog going missing? I don't think so. No! Um, so yeah, but then later the ghoulies also are just like, do you want like a repeat of Riot Night? And it like makes sense because last Riot Night he got like, just beat the cr- he Yeah, the yeah, he almost got straight up murked. But when, when he says Riot Night, like, that was three months ago, it made me think that there was another Riot Night that we didn't know about. You know, no. it's like last year. And I don't think so either no. anymore. But like it- it was kind of reminiscent to me on where they're just like, oh, like the dark year on the hundred or like, oh, the blight and stuff like that. It's just yeah. like something big happened that we missed and yeah. that we'll learn about soon later. But yeah, we are, also, we'd already seen it. I'm also under the impression that it was the same riot night now. But it's like, okay, so, I mean, I love the Jughead's plot in this episode is looking for a lost dog. Yeah. That is the most Jughead thing I've ever heard in my life. Not just TV Jughead, but comic Jughead. Yeah. But why didn't he go looking for him, like, three months ago? That's like, who thing. did they think had hot dog? He says, oh, it looks like they don't feed him enough. Like, he's really skinny. And so it's like, he must have been with them long enough for them to malnourish him. Yeah. What the heck? And if your dog is missing, do not be like, hmm, I wonder who took him. Maybe my enemies? Yeah. I don't know. And, then, and, like, the excuse of, oh, they were so busy, like, with, you know, moving to the north side and, like, Archie's trial. And it's, like, if you have an animal, yeah. the care- the well-being of that animal is dependent on you because you are all that that animal has. Uh-huh. I know I'm taking this way too seriously. No. But this is, like, people who leave animals behind in floods. It's, like, that that's a member of your family. Yeah. If, like, if there was a fire here, the first thing I pack up is Kobe mm-hmm. in a backpack. It's very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Then they say, oh, like, we'll be risking a lot, but no serpent left behind. Oh, because hot dog's a serpent, too. But that's, like, one of my favorite lines, but then he immediately ruins it. Why? He says, and that includes our spirit animal. Can we not use the phrase spirit animal? It is literally so offensive. Like, indigenous culture actually uses, like, spirit animals and spirit guides. Yeah. It is not for people to use. And just say Patronus. Say mascot. Yeah. Mascot is a great thing. Stop saying spirit animal. And while we're at it, stop saying find your tribe. That's also offensive. Stop mm. saying that. It, also, and also you sound stupid. Don't use the word powwow anymore either. Oh my god, don't say like, that. For just like a meeting of people. Or like Indian burn, don't say that. Yeah. Like, here's all the indigenous slurs you should not be using. Eskimo, don't say Eskimo. No, 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 no. You, in, Inuit is the way they like to be. As far as we know. Yeah. But another thing is that Tony is canonically indigenous. Yeah. And she doesn't seem to have a problem with it. Well, like, she doesn't uh, have a problem with it because the writers have no freaking clue, like, how to write an indigenous character. They don't know what they're writing is offensive. Right. But Betty it can't come. She's not allowed. No girl's allowed. Well, except two girls. Cheryl. The, the gays can come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Betty, no straight girls allowed. And she says, me, the serpent queen, I am warrior. And I'm like, bye. How? I just slammed my pop socket down in fury. Yeah. How dare you call yourself the Serpent Queen? I know that Juggy and Betty are supposed to be the Serpent King and Queen. Ew. But what's interesting is that it's actually FP and Alice, and yeah. I won't hear otherwise. Yeah. Ugh! 
Mary's talking to Fred saying that she tried to get like to the women and to the mothers, but she's just not sure if it's going to work. And Fred is saying like, listen, I was here, but I still couldn't stop Hiram from like taking over our son. And Archie's like, cool, I'm listening, but hi. And he says, listen, choosing Hiram over Fred was the worst mistake I've ever made. And I'm like, we tried to tell you that the whole time. Listening. Listening. It's for everyone. Yeah. Not just for smart people. And he's saying, listen, it's not your fault. It's all on me, not on any of you guys. And he's like, oh, like, you're a really good kid. You were just, like, manipulated by, like, this mobster monster guy. And And that's true. Oh, totally. Like, the whole season was built on the fact that you can manipulate Archie because he's stupid. Oh, my God. Archie, or, like, Like, Ronnie literally says that. Uh Uh-huh. And he's really impressionable. It's true. That's that's a nice way of saying he's stupid and he doesn't think for himself. Yeah. But they're saying that they'll they'll always love him. So that's nice. That's really nice. They're good parents. I want to keep Mary full time. Yes. I, don't I know understand. that she's really expensive, but still. I just don't understand why we can't have Mary all the time and have Fred and Mary get back together, because I really love them. Yeah. I do love seeing a healthy divorce couple mm-hmm. have a healthy relationship. Oh gosh, I feel totally. like that's really rare. Yeah. So I do really like that. But they'd also just be so cute. Yeah. Um, so Veronica is in the Five Seasons uniform, and she's heading up to 301, and she goes, knock, knock, knock. And I guess, and no one ever picks the door, picks up the door. No one ever answers. How do you justify calling a place Five Seasons when there's only four to begin with? Right, I wonder, what is the fifth season? Construction. Because mm. we live in Canada. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Sheriff Mineta fi- like, catches her because Hiram thought she would do something like sheriff this. Sheriff Mineta is still inexplicably the sheriff. Yeah. I. But having said that, like, I'm like, he's still the sheriff. He's a great villain. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm glad that he's still the sheriff because if he's still the sheriff, that means he's still got crappy stuff to do. And I'm excited about that. Well, that's another thing is it's just like in... Harry Potter, it was, like, Fudge is the minister, and that sucks because Fudge, like, sucks at his job and and just, like, is kind of garbagey. But it's, like, it was so much better to have Fudge than it was to have the devil even you know. Scrimger and, yeah. and Thickness, especially, yeah. who it was just, like, oh, no, like, we have to go to the authorities while the authorities are against you as well. Yeah. So, like, it, it's just another level of danger because it's, like, the people who are supposed to be fighting for good, like, you're, like, you're it. Yep. And it's, like, another thing is, like, if you start trying to work towards being good, they can try and arrest you because they're on a different yeah, side. Yeah, it's great you. to have a character like that in there because yeah. it puts, it, it's a built-in obstacle. Yeah. I love it. Then when she goes to talk to Hermione, she says some other sp- Spanish things. You had a whole thing, you had a thing about this, didn't you? Oh, I had a giggle about it. Yeah. Because one of our favorite drag queens. Oh my, yo, it took us, like, an hour and a half to talk about drag queens. Yeah. Um, here is the part, portion of the podcast where we talk about drag queens. Um, whatever's relevant, we promise. Yeah. One of our favorite drag queens, Tatiana, mm-hmm. um, follow her on Twitter at Tatiana now, um, was tweeting about watching Riverdale and she was like, yo, what's with the random Spanish phrases thrown in? Like, my family, like, like, they do that too, but like, not to that degree and with those words. Like, usually they'll like switch to like whole phrases or sentences, not like randomly throw in like at the start of a sentence and then just continue on in English. Yeah. She just thought it was like, it doesn't sound organic. Yeah. And like, we know that obviously they're people of color, but like, just to remind us every episode, they have to call her Miha once, you know? Yeah. Like they're like, okay, just to make sure like everyone knows. And I'm like, this, this feels like white people writing Latinas. It doesn't feel like, like actual Latin American people writing them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's like, Hey, like mom, why are you complacent in his crimes and stuff? And she's saying that Veronica gets protection because she's his daughter and Hermione doesn't have that protection. 
Um, and it was basically, we're finally getting confirmation that they're in an abusive marriage. I want to talk about this, but I just want to Google what the writer's room looks like first, because I want to make sure that there's no... Okay, so... Yeah, that looks like all white people to me, except for one black guy. Can I see? And then Shannon Purser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 This is the most important scene in this episode, in my opinion. Okay. Because finally we have confirmation that Hermione is in an abusive relationship. It's the first time someone said out loud, I am in an abusive relationship! What's cool about it is that she says that she is his prisoner, but not his puppet. Yeah. There you go. So, I feel like this was a season too late. Yeah. Because we spent all of season two hating Hermione, not sure whether the writers were, like, going to acknowledge that she was in a toxic relationship or whether they thought this was just how their marriage was supposed to be. And they would leave, like, little hints, like, how they never said I love you to each other. Mm -hmm. Or, like, he would threaten her. But there was no forward movement on Hermione saying, hey, I should not be in this marriage anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that they're, they finally said it. I just feel like see, they just torpedoed Hermione so badly in season two. Like we just rewatched season one and it was jarring to see Hermione with agency. Yeah. Cause season two, she spends drinking wine and being like a mall and explaining why her husband's allowed to do the things that he does. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. In season one, she was doing so many cool things. Oh my gosh. She was so kind in season yeah. one. Yeah. At the very end of season one, you could see exactly who season two Hermione was going yeah. to be when she started being very, very rude to Cheryl. But yeah. she like let Polly stayed with her, stay with her. She let- She threw the baby the shower baby at shower. their house. Yeah, exactly. And she dated Fred. Like if, if, if Fred would never go close to season two Hermione. That's why I'm just- it's so hard to think that season one Hermione and season two Hermione are the same character. Yeah. Because I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. But I like that this scene was like, okay, so Hermione is now aware that she's in an abusive relationship. Because, you know, Ronnie tried to point that out to her. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't want to hear it. But the reality was that this entire time, what we suspected was true was true, which is that Hermione was trying to protect Ronnie the whole entire time. Yeah. So that's nice at least. Mm-hmm. But... I want her to get out of that marriage so bad. Oh, I hope. Please. Honestly, kill Hiram. Boom. Bye. That was me shooting a gun, I guess. Okay. Actually, but don't do that. Maybe just like send it. Honestly, the best punishment would be to send him back to prison. Send him back to prison. Yeah. I'm so interested in Hiram's prison life because he's so up on his high horse here and I mm-hmm. cannot imagine him that he's allowed to be. I know he's yeah, rich. Yeah, but he probably went to rich people prison where they're allowed to have golf courses. Yeah, but like... I think that's where Bernie Madoff is. I just feel like I'd be interested in seeing him when he doesn't have the most power in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, like, him having to establish himself as top dog in a jail is far more interesting to me in terms of jail storylines than Archie being in jail. Yeah. At, like, the ghoulies kind of place. Hot dog is crying because he is sad. And they've been there for an hour and nobody has showed up. So they're like, okay, let's go. This definitely isn't a trap. How is it that they've been there an hour and didn't notice everyone hiding in the shadows? Yeah. Just thought I'd find that out. Yeah. But, of course, as soon as he sets him free, Penny and Malachi come out. um, And Betty tries to run forward and Cheryl stops her. She says, not yet, cousin. I love that they haven't forgotten that those two are related. Yeah. I like that, too. But also, I would never call any of my cousins cousin. Oh, yeah. I just call them ridiculous nicknames I make up out of their names. Yeah. 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 Penny knows about the spies that he keeps sending. And she says, unless you want a replay of Riot Night. And of course, we've already talked about yeah. that. Um, and then she's saying that the jacket says Southside, and they're not Southside servants anymore because the ghoulies on the Southside. So 
he says things like after he's like no that's stupid and then she's like oh like we'll go after betty i heard she's a serpent too now too or whatever and jughead's like fine like you can have the jackets and i'm like so what you're gonna give them all the jackets or you're going to change the jackets like i'm confused i think they just wanted his jacket oh He's like, okay, I'll buy a new one. Like, Yeah, like, I'll literally, I'll borrow my dad's. He seems to have a summertime moment vest. Yeah. So. And so he's like, okay, fine, but you have to stay out of the north side. And then Cheryl shoots Malachi. Oh my god, I love Trigger Happy Cheryl so much. Um, and then Penny's like, fine, yes, kill everybody. And then Cheryl aims for Penny. And Cheryl doesn't miss. Okay, how the hell would a gang like the Ghoulies not come armed with guns? Hmm. They brought- Cheryl brought a bow and arrow to a gunfight. Yeah. And somehow came out on top. Mm-hmm. She's a legend. Yeah. How is this logical? Yeah. It's not, though. Mm-hmm. Because this show doesn't have any logic. Right. But I enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. I'm so interested- Like, obviously, near the end of season one, Cheryl literally slapped Jughead in the face a bunch. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, a whole thing. But I'm very interested in their- In their blossoming- in ah! Blossoming friendship. I like that. Because she obviously, like, respects his- place in the gang yeah as like the king's son slash the king Mm -hmm. because like even in the episode or the scene beforehand she said like he'll have backup this time like she's willing to back him up i think cheryl finally found her family yeah yeah oh i cry because she's fully emancipated now so yeah (laughs) how's nana rose she's like fully emancipated and the first thing she did was like drive around the country on a motorcycle with her girlfriend yeah oh my god yeah iconic no one could ever be cheryl blossom so now the north side is fair game and they save hot dog which, thank goodness. Thank God. He deserved better. He's a good boy! Um, uh, Archie has a dream, and he sees himself killing Cassidy, and, like, then, like, turns around and sees, like, his friends, like, being upset, and he's got, like, blood on his hand, and it's just, like, classic nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then he wakes up, and he's, like, polishing up the jalopy, and so they're all gonna go on, like, a little party, party time. Okay. I, yeah, it's just, like, whenever Archie's involved, my brain just kind of, like, fuzzes out, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> Like, I know some people like Archie, yeah. I just don't. I'm honestly super interested in his jail storyline. Oh my god, I could not be less interested. Tell me why you're interested in this. I guess it's just, like, I'm really uninterested in Archie and Veronica. Oh, okay. And so seeing Archie- I like Archie and Veronica! I know, but, like, all last season it was all about Archie and Veronica, and Archie's, like, A lot of last season relied really heavily on Archie and Veronica having sex with each other. Yeah, which was awkward, because they're, like- 15, 16. So, like, do I ship Archie and Veronica? Sure, but I'm done hearing about them, you know? So, like, seeing Archie by himself, not in a storyline with women and about, you know, being in a relationship and getting with girls and stuff, I'm interested in seeing what that looks like because I don't think we, like, first it was Grundy, then it was Val, then it was Veronica, then it was Betty, then it was Veronica again. I'm interested, even though he's had, like, a bit of a relationship whole, like, storyline with his dad, that was very minuscule. Mm-hmm. His relationship with Jughead as a storyline in itself. Archie's biggest, rela- biggest relationships are with the whole lodges. Exactly. And so I'm interested in seeing what they make of Archie mm-hmm. when he doesn't have any girls to woo. And the same for Ronnie. Yeah. Where it's like, Ronnie may be focused on getting Archie out of jail, but I want to see Ronnie do other stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Ronnie... I mean, I'm okay with Ronnie being embroiled in taking her father down. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's more of the direction that they take. Of course, freeing Archie is, like, a good bonus of that. But I want to see Ronnie take agency. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of last season was her thinking she had some, but she didn't really ever at all. Yeah. And she was always under her father's thumb. So I'm interested in seeing the Lodge women, like, burst out of that shell and try and take Hiram down. Mm-hmm. 
Just because, like, a lot of... I mean, obviously, it's, it's a CW teen show. Of course there's going to be, like, most of the plots will revolve around romance. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. But especially with Archie and Ronnie, mm-hmm. do something a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So Archie and Jill may actually be... I mean, maybe I'll only lightly nap through those scenes. Yeah. You know? Like, I like when characters are in relationships and you can, like, ship them and stuff. Like, that's fun. But also, as an ace person, Mm -hmm. I find it to be really important to see characters still be able to be interesting when they don't have a love interest. Mm -hmm. Because life isn't all about love interests. Mm -hmm. Life is about relationships and they don't always have to be romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, we're at... The trailer and FP is telling Jughead that Dilton came to see him. Ugh, like, speaking of relationships that weren't in this episode that should have been Jughead and Dilton. No, FP and Alex, <laughs> go away. <laughs> okay, yeah, but Dilton wouldn't say anything, so he doesn't really know what it was about. Yo, what is up with Dilton? Is he on drugs? No, he's in a cult. I- Jughead also in the background because they always need to have like things to do. You know, like. Having people just sit and talk isn't always a fun scene, so you need to have somebody doing it. Yeah, visually something. it's not that interesting. Yeah. So in this scene, Jughead is cutting up hot dogs for hot dog. Mm. And gonna feed the hot dog to the hot dog. So that's cute. But also cannibalism? Whoa. 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 Stupid. Whoa. Jughead still has his, like, giant map and, like, all of the, like, newspaper clippings up from season one and season two. And, like, weird fan art of Cheryl. Yeah. Um, Not even weird. It's, like, beautiful, but I'm like, why do you have fan art of Cheryl on your wall? Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting because I noticed that he had, like, you know, Alice's mugshot up and it's, like, right where FP (laughs) sits and everything. But he also had, like, the clippings from when the drive-in closed and stuff. Wait, is it really where FP sits? Yes. Hey, first of all, kill me. Second of all, FP eating breakfast. What's up, Alice? Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at Alice's mugshot, like, eating some cereal, like, ah, that's my girl. Yeah. But, like, he, he has, like, the drive-in stuff, so, like, it's, like, really, you know. It, it's probably research for his book, the whole yeah. wall. Yeah. Right. And so he's like, so how are things? And Jughead's like, well, things are bad and hard, and I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying, listen, like, you don't need this outside. You're a serpent no matter what. I'm like, the man is good at pep talks. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, Maybe then, they can be the North Side Serpents. No. Mm, doesn't sound as good. North Side Narwhals. That can be us. <laughs> We're the West Side. We're the West End Walruses. Witches. Witches! Wait. Yes! Witches of West End is a thing already, question? That's Witches of Eastwick. And Witches of East End. Why are you giving me crappy high fives? Give a real one. There you I'm go. too far away. There we go. Speaking of witches, Sabrina's coming out soon. Oh. And I get to go to the Sabrina house. On the twenty eighth. Fighting. Thanks, Netflix. I don't get to go because I have to go home and do an acting job, but um you will have fun and I look forward to hearing about your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. It, oh, it's the Spellman House. It's like this PR thing that Netflix is doing in Vancouver that I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, back at the Cooper's house, mm-hmm. Betty isn't allowed to have any more Adderall because she already got some in Greendale recently. They're bringing up Greendale a lot. Yeah feels suspicious. Mm-hmm. I know that they said that Sabrina and Riverdale aren't going to cross over, except that I think that they are. Like, Chick and, like, Darla and those type of people, they were from Centerville. Yeah. So, like, there's that, mm-hmm. but, like, we're hearing a whole heck of a lot about Greendale. A lot about Greendale. Yeah. I think that there's certain characters that could flow in between the universes that are minor enough that we would be like, oh, okay. Especially characters like, you know, like Ben. Ben. Or, um... What is the snake charmer's name? Penny. Penny. I just think of her as the snake charmer. Oh. But she's a character who could fit in both places and be fine. Right. So we shall 
see. Mm-hmm. I'll, I wonder if Edgar Ever Never will actually be in Greendale, too. Yeah. Because that's a great Sabrina name. Speaking of Edgar Ever Never. We're just coming up on this. Turns out Dr. Glass is made up, and she's been forging her own prescriptions. How? How? Where is she getting a doctor's pad from? Yeah. I can't even... I actually applaud her for being that smart to be in order to do that. R.I.P. Dr. Masters, the only doctor we knew. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Nope, Hal killed him. Oh, come on, Hal! (laughs) Sorry. I really hate Hal. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they're talking about how they're kind of worried about her, and uh, and then Betty's like, oh, like, but you, like, put that prescription in my hand, like, a year ago, or, like, put, like, the pills in my hand. It's like, well, I'm glad you didn't forget. Yeah. So that's good. And then Edgar was talking about the dangers of pharmaceuticals. So Edgar's name is Edgar Evernever. So when I went on the list of Archie Comics characters, which is a Wikipedia page that I use very often when I'm looking up this show, and yes. it's very helpful The to Riverdale me. lexicon, yes. one might say. There, I looked up Edgar, and I couldn't find anything. But I looked up Evernever, and gosh, did I. Unfortunately, there is not a character named Edgar Evernever, but there sure is a character named Evelyn Evernever. A young girl who was acquainted with Archie and friends when they were young. Evelyn was a shy girl with a bit of an inferiority complex, with tenuous relations to the rest of the gang. Her only real friend was her doll, Minerva. After a long hiatus, Evelyn Evernever reappears as a teenage girl who kidnapped Archie in a recent all-out action issue of Betty and Veronica Spectacular. It was shown in a recent issue of Veronica that Evelyn was Archie's first kiss. So, this is clearly, like, her dad. Her dad, or, like, her brother, or, like, her uncle, or, like, something, but that's... that's we might see her. It's, it's definitely a tied-in character. Yeah. I love the last name Ever and Ever. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't hear the word Edgar. I can't even, I can't say that word properly mm. because of Men in Black. Mm. Because of the way that a woman says, I can't, it's Edgar. In my head, it's Edgar. Because that's the way she says it in Men in Black. Like, this alien takes over, like, her husband's body and, like, literally wears it like a suit. So he doesn't really fit and he kind of looks like this. Okay. And she calls him Edgar. He was wearing an Edgar suit. And, like, all I hear when someone's... I can't... Ed, Edgar. 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 That's his name. Okay, well, I'll do it from now on. Then. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because I'm going to sound like an idiot. Why don't you say Mr. Evernever? Ooh. Sir Evernever. Mr. Evernever. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I think he's a spooky-sounding thing. That's such a Sabrina name. Yeah. Ed- totally. Evernever. Where is the farm? <sighs> that's such a good question. I think it's, like, up north or something, what they said. I don't remember. Either way, they're ta- uh, Betty brings up that Hal murdered four people and tried to kill them. Classic Hal. Typical Hal. And Betty hasn't mentioned Hal since it happened. That's called repression. Totally. You know what would have helped her in this situation? Therapy. Yeah, actually, go to therapy. You're right! Yeah. Um, so Polly's like, well, you think I'm crazy, but you're the one who's keeping secrets and crap. So you just need to admit you're sick. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, they genuinely, like... I almost said his name, and then I just was like, Mr. Evernever, <laughs> clearly, even though he seems to be a kook, has some good common sense advice mm-hmm. that I feel like they could have figured out by themselves, actually. Right. But the Coopers are not emotionally healthy people. <laughs> They're like, for in an emotionally supportive relationship for the first time, and all of them are like, wait, is this what you're supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's that John Mulaney sketch. Ooh, tell me. The, okay, this is FP analysis. you ready? I like being married. I didn't know that you were supposed to be happy in a relationship. I've never been happy in a relationship before. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's just something nice I I like to say. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally... Because I think, if we're getting into headcanons and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's been three months. She's more content than she's ever been. She's at the farm. I think she's also been sleeping with FP the whole time. Right. But 
what's weird is that she has because of the farm changed quite a lot like uh mentally uh but it doesn't seem like fp has really changed much so but the thing that's changed is more like the way she deals with conflict and drama right she's still like nosy as nosy as frack alice so and she's still got like the same like passion and fire it's just kind of muted down a little bit right um so then the jalopy calls for her too i have a question oh i have an answer why didn't the jalopy come to pick up her first considering she's next door listen why are you looking for logic Mm. how do you know it didn't come to pick her up first because it picked up jughead first it went beep beep oh maybe juggy and archie went to get snacks maybe Snicks. Yeah. So then in the jalopy, which I guess either has a good radio system, which I don't think is true at all, or- They could have souped it up to have it. That's true. Yeah. Or they have like a Bluetooth speaker with them. Oh yeah, that's more likely. They're playing Young Blood by uh, Five Seconds of Summer, which is a great song. And they don't usually, like, most of the songs they play on Riverdale are like good songs. Yeah. But- Hardly ever do they play songs that, like, I regularly listen to. So when it started playing, I genuinely thought that my phone had started. And I was like, well, I haven't even listened to that song for, like, a week. Like, that you'd started Alexa? Yeah, or, like, my my Spotify had just started playing for some yeah. reason. And I was like, whoa, 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 what, what happened here? Yeah, but they were just playing that. Oh, never mind, Alexa. She wasn't even listening. Oh, I guess she did turn on, did she? She was listening, and then she didn't stop listening until I said never mind. Oh, my God. I think it was Sam who tweeted that you can see the graf- like uh, the graffiti at the swimming hole. Is that like there's the symbols of the gargoyle king? Mm-hmm. That's scary. That it's everywhere. I have thoughts about this, not in terms of like that, but in terms of I've been in Vancouver water. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should swim in that. And they didn't bring their swimsuits. Like I'm pretty sure it's what? all they just their underwear. Their under- you know you're going to a swimming hole and no one brings bathing suits. Ew. I'm exhausted all the time by the logic of these kids. Also, Betty and Veronica's underwear matched. There's no way. That is not- I- never in my life do I have matching underwear and we're on. No. 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 Though they did get dressed knowing that they were gonna do this. Did they? Because it seems like Archie was just like, beep beep, get in beaches. Ah, get it. Going to the beach. Beaches. Yeah. Let's go to the beach, beach. So now it's went- uh, they're, they're jumping in and Archie says, last one in gets a sticky maple. That's disgusting. Which is a reference to the beginning of season one. I think it's like the third episode or whatever. Yep. And Veronica's the last one in, so that's funny. Cause yeah. Because she, she was supposed to get a sticky maple. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the sign says no swimming after Labor Day. Why? 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 Is this going to have any consequences? I think maybe. Well, why, why, why else would they have panned there? Are they just like, ooh, spooky. Why? And why, like like you said before, like if, if I saw that sign, I probably wouldn't swim at least, like, two weeks before, like, Labor Day. If something terrible is supposed to happen at Labor Day, I'd be like, just in case it comes early, bye. But it wasn't technically after Labor Day when they did it. It was before Labor Day. It was, like, the Labor Day. Yeah. So maybe something happens to that area. Maybe. Maybe something spooky and gargoyle-y. Maybe. Mm, Okay, we'll see. So then they have, they're doing a campfire and a picnic, and it's, like, the best last day of summer ever. And, like, they're... It looks like Archie's drinking, or it's like, you know, an old-fashioned root beer or something like that. Yeah. But Betty has one, too. Who is the designated driver? Well, they're gonna sleep. They're gonna sleep outside? Yeah, that's what camping is. But they don't have a tent. Well, they clearly slept there. They all boned there. Bone? Yeah, the next thing we see is just the court day, so we don't even know. Yeah, they clearly slept there. They were there late at night. Ew, okay. So, Jughead's gonna talk to, like, Archie and say something really, like, serious. 
Um, but unfortunately, I can't really take him seriously considering he just like burnt his marshmallow to crap and then just kind of put it down. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> he was like doing like a marshmallow and then it just started burning and he goes, hmm. It just puts it down. <laughs> Do you think that was cool? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, Archie, like, why don't you just run? Because there's a road to Quebec and there are serpents above the border. Dude, Canadian serpents! That's us. That's so exciting. That's just us. I guess. Yeah. I don't recall doing the serpent dance. Though. I love that everyone has ties in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Like, Hiram's dudes were all up in Quebec, too. What's Top so special about Quebec? Yeah. I guess it's just, like, the closest thing to wherever they live. Ontario! Ontario! Fuck off. That's true. And then Archie just feels really guilty for letting Andre kill the Cassidy dude, and he needs to take responsibility for that. Oh, so he didn't let him do- well, I guess he let him be alone with him. But that yeah. that's still not his fault! Yeah, how is he to- like, I assume Archie, like, most of the time assumes the best of people, mm-hmm. and so I bet he thought that he was just gonna, like, grab him and take him back to high Or beat or... the shit out of him. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that he really thought that Andre was gonna kill him. Like, I remember that moment when Andre did kill him, and Andre even looked really, like, sad and- sad about it. I think Andre looked shocked that he fired the gun. Yeah. We go over to Bughead, and I guess they have two separate fires now? Yeah, I don't At least I sure hope they're separate, because ew. Yeah. But they're playing a fun game called Stacking Rocks. Ooh. Great. And Betty's talking about how her whole life has been revolving around Archie's case, and maybe Alice and Polly are right, and she should stop using her Adderall and see a real therapist. She should. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but do you think her seizure is because she stopped using Adderall or because she's been using too much? Too much. Yeah. Yep. Because she hasn't been advised by a real doctor. Yeah. She doesn't know what the real, what the prescription is. She doesn't know what the dosage is. And she probably pops every time she feels like her concentration slipping. That's not how you should be doing Adderall. You're looking up Adderall, aren't you? Adderall overdose symptoms. At drugabuse.com. Thank you. Shout out. Aggression, anxiety, panic, depression... Blurry vision, disorientation, hallucinations, rapid breathing, uncontrollable shaking. Hallucinations. Yes! Rapid heart rate, fever, upset stomach, diarrhea. <laughs> this is just... This is just things just kept up in Malkinsol. Fatigue, muscle aches and weakness, rhabdomyolosis, or muscle tissue breakdown. Probably dark red, dark, dark red or brown urine, fainting, tremors, seizures, loss of consciousness. There, there you go. go! There it is. Cool. I mean, not cool, but obviously. Oh my god, why would you say cool? I know, I didn't mean to. I just... So insensitive. Um, but she says the things that- something that scares her is things that she doesn't have control over. Yes. Same. Yes. That's my life. That my- my entire source of stress is that. I have never gotten drunk in my life because I'm scared that I just- I won't know what I'm doing. Oh yeah, um, that's why I don't like being drunk or, uh, I've never been high, but, Me uh, it's just not, it's not the tea for me, you know? No. But they'll get through it together because they're partners in life and in everything. And then, and then he puts the hat on her. I think that was so cute. That was very cute. I don't think we've ever, we've seen anybody else wear the hat until now. We haven't. No. Of course. Yeah. So that was really sweet. I liked that moment. Yeah. I really liked that too. And then unfortunately we go right over to Varchi having gross sand sex. Don't have sex on beaches, guys. No, just don't, please. The sand gets places that... Sand shouldn't There's be. probably, like, bugs out there. And that happens even when, like, you're on the beach regularly. Are they not, like, right by a road, too? Yeah, and it's, Headlights. like... Yeah, it's, like, Vancouver sand, too. They can't be that far away it's from Jughead and Betty. They're not. Ew, okay. 
I mean, thank you for skipping that. So they skip it over. Yeah. And afterwards, she's like, please don't make me cry. And he's asking her not to visit him. And she says that she will every week with all the other prison widows. And then I love thinks- her so much. Yeah. Because the next episode, the picture of her, the mm-hmm. shot of her with the friggin' bandana on her head. Yeah. I hate her. Then she thinks that he's trying to break up with her and that her dad is trying to take away the one thing that she loves. So, like, frick Betty. Yeah. <laughs> frick Hermione. Or money. Or money. Yeah. Yeah. Frick Pop's milkshakes. <sighs> frick Magnolia cupcakes. Man, Magnolia cupcakes getting so much free promo. Yeah. And Archie says the only thing that he's really sad about is that he won't get to graduate with them. I think that's sweet. Yeah. Um, so welcome to the day of court. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, we gotta say goodbye to Vegas. No! He, just for the day. Okay. Well, not for Archie. <laughs> Archie, that's the last time Archie Vegas gets to see Vegas doesn't his dog. know that Archie's gone. Yeah, I know, it's very sad. What? Honestly, what was Archie thinking? If not for his mother, if not for his girlfriend, for Vegas. For Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just leave a dog alone. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so selfish. So Dilton comes by the trailer again, and he's like, hi, is Jughead home? And Effie's like, freaking this kid again? He's like, yes, here's Jughead. <laughs> Effie opens the door, and he's like, don't y'all text? Yeah. <laughs> Jughead's like, like, I'm so sorry, Dilton, but it's really not a good time. Um, and Dilton is saying that he and Ben thought the Griffins and Gargoyles was, like, just a game, but it's real. Okay, it's- so come through CW version of Dungeons and Dragons slash Stranger Things. Dude, literally Stranger Things' whole thing is that... They're using Dungeons and Dragons to explain the monsters. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's kind of, it's not exactly that, but it's as if the monsters in Dungeons and Dragons are coming to life. Yeah. So that's literally, like, I can't decide if this is an homage or if they're stealing. I think it's an homage. Okay, cool. But yeah, he's called the Gargoyle King. So that's scary. And then he's like, Dilton, like, can you just stay here and like have a nap? Mm -hmm. If Dilton is dead... Jughead's gonna feel real responsible. I think Dilton's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Ben's the one who's, like, specifically not dead and will probably live. I'm upset that Ben, that Dilton died and Ben didn't if Dilton Well, you never know. It could be the reverse. It could be that whatever was happening to Ben didn't happen to Dilton and Dilton will come out of that little trance fine, but Ben had a bad reaction to it. Which I think actually, now that I'm thinking about it, might actually be the case. I hope so, because who's Ben? Yeah. But Dilton is, like, iconic. But, you know, having said that, like, Midge was iconic, too. That's She's true. dead. Yeah. Also, Dilton stabbed himself in the leg. Oh, Dilton. Yeah. So, yeah, Dilton, just stay here and have a nap. And he, like, it's nice that he trusts him to mm-hmm. to just sleep in his house. He has the same sort of openness with his house that FP does. Yeah. Just sort of, like, whatever you need, you may rest here. I gotta say, I wouldn't trust every single one of my friends to sleep in my house and stuff while I'm not there. You know, if it was... Betty, Veronica, or Archie, I would get it. If it was even Cheryl or any of the other serpents, I would get it. But, like, he doesn't know Dalton that yeah. well. So, Dalton's pretty I mean, harmless, though. It says something about him. Yeah. So we're back in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. We've got another ensemble shot. Front row, Jughead, Veronica, Betty, Fred. Mm-hmm. Second row, Alice, FP, Josie. Mm-hmm. Third row, Keller, Kevin, Moose. And then the other side, front row, Cheryl, Tony, Sweet Pea. Second row, Pop. And then, and then just, like, other random. I wonder why they mixed up the rows this time to have Cheryl and Tony on the other side. Well, Cheryl and Tony weren't weren't there last time. But why sit behind? That's fair. Yeah. Third row, Hermione and Hiram. And then at the table, Mary, Archie, and Sierra. Yeah. Um, the jury is split 6-6, so it's a mistrial and they have to do it again. So they're like, we'd like to offer a deal if he will say that he's guilty, time served, and two years in juvenile detention. And Archie decides to take the deal. Which is stupid. Because it's like, 
They had time to prove that he wasn't a murderer. They totally had time. And by saying, yes, I'll take the deal, you are now saying legally in the books that you murdered him. And he just made all future prospects of being hired almost impossible because the way that justice systems work around the world, you're guilty once, you're guilty forever, and people refer to you as like, oh, you hired an ex-con instead of like, this person went to jail and was rehabilitated and is a functioning member of society and that should have no bearing on how they're employed, but it does! Also- I have a lot of feelings on prison reform. I'm trying to, like, what's- what's the word for when they got put in prison wrongly and then they get out? Falsely accused? False imprisonment? Yeah, I feel like there's, like, a specific word for it, but, like- Hi guys, so I am too lazy to get out my good microphone, but I just wanted to let you know that the word was exonerate. Thank you. There are law firms that, like, specialize in that specifically. Yes. And I feel if Mary and Fred brought it up to them and they said, please help us, like, our son is innocent, he's in jail, they'd be like, I don't know what I can do for you because he pleaded guilty. Yep. Those people all, like, plead innocent and then get put in jail anyway so they can take them out because they pleaded innocent. Mm -hmm. But he confessed in front of a room full of people and a judge. Yeah, because he's stupid. Archie, what are you doing? Do you think it's hard to be the dumbest man in the entire world? I wouldn't know. Yeah. Because I'm not that Like, I'm pretty dumb and even I'm not that dumb. Yeah. Every time I call myself dumb, I immediately, like, say sorry to my mom in my mind because she's like, don't call yourself dumb. I'm sorry. I heard you guys on the phone yesterday. And your oh, mom, that's joking. Yeah, your mom called you a stupid idiot. <laughs> I love her so much. She said, not that, you stupid idiot. It's only okay when she says it. Yeah. If I say it, she gets mad. Mm. Like, if I called her right now and said, mom, I'm stupid, I'm an idiot, she would be like, don't say that, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> Good impression. Yeah. Um, that was actually pretty close. She yeah. talks through her teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he doesn't want to put everyone through that again. And it's like, at the cost of your own guilt and at the cost of, like, your whole life? I mean, he thinks it's a selfless move. But in the long run, it's actually more selfish because now everyone is being tortured by the fact that he's in prison. And they're, now they're going to have to work doubly hard to get him yeah, out. It was, exactly. it, was, it was a short-sighted decision. I don't know why he thinks that everyone's just going to give up on him now. That doesn't make sense. That's what he wants. And now they're all going to be, like, obsessed with getting him out. Their yep. whole life is going to revolve around that. Yep. Stupid. Yep. You just summed up the whole situation with one word. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Um, So the judge is like, okay, listen, like, you can. Like, it's within your rights, but are you seriously ignoring your lawyer's advice? You know she's your mom, right? (laughs) Even this judge is like, dude, I think you might be innocent. Maybe you should do it again. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, nope, yep, take me away. And he's like, okay, well, you're going to be taken right here from the courthouse directly to Leopold and Loeb Detention Center. Would you like to know about Leopold and Loeb? I would. It kind of sounds like a law firm. Uh, so Nathan and Nathan Leopold Jr. and Richard Loeb, uh, usually referred to collectively as Leopold and Loeb, were two wealthy students at the University of Chicago who, in May 1924, kidnapped and murdered 14-year-old Robert Franks in Chicago. They committed the murder, characterized at the time as the crime of the century, and as a demonstration of their perceived intellectual superiority, which they thought rendered them capable of carrying out a perfect crime. Oh, they sound white. And absolved them of responsibility for their actions. But um, that is interesting. I wonder why they chose that. Yeah. Because it's like LL Prison. LL Bean! I got nothing. LL Cool J. Oh! Yeah. We're on to something. Okay. And so Fred says, like, he promises him that they'll get him out, but he just confessed, so good luck. Yeah. And Hiram looks real freaking pleased, and then we get, like, a 
Shut up, Hiram. Uh, close up on the Kellers, too, who look, like, confused and sad. Um, <laughs> sheriff Keller's such a bad sheriff, but like, even what? he knows that Archie didn't do it. Yeah. Um, Archie says that he loves Veronica, and Veronica's just, like, inconsolable. Betty comes and, like, tries to, like, hug her and make her feel better. And, dude, if looks could kill, Hiram, Hiram would be dead. <laughs> he wouldn't even be dead. He would have just, like, burst into flames. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in, um... Harry Potter, when Fox bursts into flames, and it, like, creates, like, that little, like, dust ball in the air, and then, like, the, f- the ashes fall. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I picture Hiram burning. Yeah. You know? It's good. Yeah. Or, like, um, at the end of Wicked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So now we're back at the Andrews house, and Vegas is sad because he misses his friend. Why? You know, the way to anyone's heart is through a sad dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm just interested, like, there's a golden retriever on Lost mm-hmm. named Vincent, mm-hmm. and he's played by a dog named Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just interested in the dog that plays Vegas and would like to know what their name is. Also, they're both little puppies that start with B. Mm-hmm. A great manipulative way for the writers to get me to care about what happens to Archie is to get me to care about, like, the feelings <laughs> of his dog. So I feel called out. Kobe... Kobe the cat is literally just standing <laughs> right doing? in front of our faces so that we can't see each other. What are you doing? Hey, you make a better door than a window, my friend. Well, look, here's a window. You just gotta lift the fat up. Hi. <laughs> there Sorry. we go. Kobe's like, you guys are talking about puppies? Why are you talking about kitties? Kitties. Um. So Mary says to Fred that she wrote the appeal already and as soon as we, you know, get a date, like, we'll figure it out and everything. Uh-huh. And you think, oh, Mary and Fred are the only people here. Not so fast, because the hot dad squad is yeah. here. And FP and Keller are also there, and they're going to do whatever it takes. Honestly, I am 10 billion times more invested in the hot dad squad than I am in anything that Archie does. Ever. Yeah, the hot dilfs? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the lodges get home, and Hermione gets a quick phone call so she doesn't have to be in the scene. Yeah. They're like, how do we get rid of Hermione? She's the mayor. Yeah. So she says, Mayor Lodge, Mayor Hermione Lodge, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, God, she's the mayor. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Veronica thinks that Hiram was punishing Archie, but it turns out he was actually punishing her. And of course, just like Hermione said, he can't touch her. The condescension of it all. Yeah. So that's gross. Um, and he says that Veronica chose that boy over blood. And I wanted to por- point out that Archie chose Hiram, that boy, over his blood. Uh, and I guess he was also punished. Hiram doesn't know what loyalty is. Yeah. He has no clue. He thinks he does. He doesn't. And he says, oh, like, my only, my own daughter or whatever. And she says, you don't have a daughter anymore. Yes, Ronnie. Take him, take him down. So Jughead gets back to his trailer and Dilton isn't there. And I guess what Dilton was doing while he was gone is he drew some pictures. He, draw, he, he was doodling. And made kind of map thing. There's, like, squares on the map that look like where houses should be. And there are letters in each square. And so I thought, oh, they must be, like, the initials of whoever, like, lives there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't recognize any of the initials. So if anyone knows what that is, let me know. Or maybe they're locations for something else. Right. Yeah. And so he needs to go to Fox Forest, so he grabs his keys and his compass. And I'm like, you got a compass on your phone, maybe, but whatever. Also, I, I, I feel like maybe the compass was Dilton's. Oh. I feel like that's the only way to explain why an old-timey compass was sitting on the table. Right. No, that makes sense. Because otherwise... Juggy what? Juggy what? So Archie is on the bus, mm-hmm. and he's got handcuffs and foot cuffs. Mm-hmm. There are a couple other dudes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they go past the Riverdale sign, and there are those creepy symbols also on the Riverdale sign. Um, uh, Jughead finds the creepy shrine thing. What the hell 
things are getting strange and I'm starting to worry. Are this there, could be a case for Mulder and Scully. Are there two separate cults? Like, the farm and then the Gargoyle King stuff? Or do you think it's, like, all, gonna come into one? Oh, what a great question. I think right now I'm gonna assume it's two separate ones. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't know if the cult has anything to do with the game. Right. But you never know. Yeah. They both seem to have supernatural elements. So. Yeah. Uh, ben and Dilton are, like, bowing. And the creepy symbols are carved into their backs. Okie dokie. So yikes. Illuminati if. Like, did they do that to themselves? I think they probably did it to each other. And it looks like what they were drinking was, like, something blue. Like, what? They got Windex or something? Or, like, I wonder that if just that's catering? part of the Heaven's Gate thing. Right. Ritual suicide. Oh my god. But they weren't trying to get to a spaceship. <laughs> so it can't be that. <laughs> I, I can't believe I said that seriously and with a straight face. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, obviously we'll learn about that next episode. Yeah. Slash in the coming weeks. But um, it looks like Ben, at least, is definitely alive, but he's, like, foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Um, and, like I said before, if Dilton is dead, Jughead will probably feel quite responsible because he left him alone. Then we head to the Coopers, and they're doing their fire in the back- backyard. So Alice and Polly are back there, as well as four other random people that I saw. And it looks like they're dropping the babies, and they're kind of, like, flying or whatever. We kind of talked about this already. Yeah, it um, could be, which they might pass away as a hallucination. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but then I do have another question about where they went in that yeah n- next shot. That but that time. could be just something that maybe they um didn't think about. Yeah. Betty starts having a seizure, and Alice runs to her, and... Yeah, it's just, uh, she starts overdosing. Yeah. So, yeah. Lily's a good actor in that moment. It's a very solid seizure. You know, that's another thing that reminds me of Stranger Things, Stranger Things yeah. is that's something that Noah Schnapp did this uh, past season and was just quite a bit. Fantastic at. Yeah. yeah. Is it time for segments? Yes. So my first segment is a sexual jughead question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. Always I don't yes. care. I don't care. And you shouldn't care. No. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass in this episode. I'm going to give it to Mary. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. But um, shout out to Hermione also for being strong and admitting that she's in abusive relationship. Yeah. Uh, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Um, they sat together. Yeah. I, I, I feel that that moment is probably coming up. Yeah. Given the things in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Archie for... No more circles. Red, dark, or otherwise. I hate him. <laughs> and mine goes to Betty and Jughead for... Probably when we got covered in leeches. Was that us or was that a movie? That was that definitely was us. us. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that's how every conversation with me goes. Yeah. Um, now it's time for our trailer reaction. How do you want to do this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, play. The moment you set foot in here, you... Oh my god, Wells! Wells! <laughs> I won't tell anyone about what happened. Okay, there. listen. Who she is this girl? girl? I know who it is. I know who it is. Dilton was raving about Oh, Alice is crying. That was FP in, in the Cooper house. Oh my god. Here is the true face of evil. Chug. Oh my god. Holy crap. crap. This is cr- okay, 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 okay. Okay, hang on. Hold the heckin' heck up. What, what are you looking at? FP in the Cooper house, obviously. Okay, well, I'm starting at the beginning. So first of all, we're in the little yard of L&L, which she has a shirt for. Oh my god. <gasps> Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Is that Joaquin? That's freaking Joaquin. Maybe. Why is Joaquin in prison? Maybe. Maybe. He's got the same hair and he's got a similar face. Similar eyes, too. But he's a little bit blurry, so I'm not for sure, but it does look a lot like I think mine is more HD than yours. Might be. This is from, like, the official Riverdale channel. But if he knows Joaquin, like, why would he... Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go up to 1080p. 
I don't know. Why wouldn't he go talk to Joaquin if it wasn't him? Okay, so this is Wells. His name is Eli Gorey, and he played a character called Wells on The 100 for the first four episodes. Unfortunately, he was not very um, long-lived, but I hope to see more of him in this moment. Yeah. So that's exciting. Who is this girl? Okay. I don't know who... What if this is Evelyn Ever Never? I don't know. Just saying. Oh. But the first time I saw this, I thought, oh, she looks so familiar. And I realize now, I haven't even looked it up. I'm a genius. But she... I do believe this is Gracie from, from Orphan Black. Oh. She played Gracie on Orphan Black. I think. Okay. And then this is interesting. In this next scene. Yeah. She's there with the Vixens. Oh my God. They're all in their cheerleading uniforms. This makes no sense. Why are the Vixens there? I don't know. And there seems to be some kind of riot going on. Yeah. Holy crap. How did Archie immediately start a riot as soon as he gets there? Because he's Archie. Okay. So this is like some creepy, like they're always in these circle things. Like that's where they dumped the body that one time. They might be going back for that body. And there are those weird, no, because FP- Oh, right, FP put the lie in it, right? Um, so there are these weird, like, dolls hanging down here. They're not dolls, that's just food. That's just food. I think it- Are they- Oh, there are dolls! I thought it was just, like, gross goop! No, they're dolls. Oh, ew. Okay, Alice is hugging Betty and she's crying. Juggy seems stressed out. Who's he talking to? Don't know. Just- It's just a shadow. Could be Kevin. Dollline. Ethel's here. FP is definitely in the Cooper house. FP went to see the Coopers! And he, he looks a little hair. distressed. Mm-hmm. Well, who isn't at this point? Yeah, they're like, point. "Oh man, we had three months of silence, and now it's all garbage." Wait, what the hell is? It's creepy. Ethel Dolphin. is like doing something weird. Oh my god, that is weird. Ew, is she being possessed? I don't know. She might be acting like it. Oh, maybe Cheryl and pops with a cherry. Who's she talking to? I don't know. It's not. That's not Tony. Mm-mm. Visitor pass. Oh, you know what? I think she is talking to Ronnie, and Ronnie's working. Oh, yeah, with the yeah. ponytail. Okay. Kate. Veronica in- So cute. A disguise. Bughead kissing. Whatever. So this is, like, somebody's dead body, and it looks like they have dark hair, so I think Dilton's dead. Yeah, it's Dilton. I'm so sad. You can sad. see in the wide shot that it's Dilton. Yeah, I'm so sad. If anyone's gonna die, I was hoping it was Ben, because yeah. who's Ben, even? Yeah, who's Ben? Yeah. Lots of drawings of the- Gargoyle King. But we saw, like- Dilton drew that picture of, like, the shrine thing, and it was, like, really detailed, really nice. So these might be Dilton's drawing. There's a sticker on it that says, prepare yourself for the final coming. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, my God. And then Juggy took a picture of it, so we'll probably be able to get some clues from that. Yeah. And then they see the, the, the demon, which someone is clearly wearing, a la the village. Yeah. Okay. And then they run away from it. Wow. Okay. All right, should we do our outro then? Yeah. We'll unfortunately be apart for the next three weeks again, but we will continue to... Yeah, this together. is kind of like special at this point that we did one at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be apart again for a bit, but then we'll, we'll come back together. Yes. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you feel so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's just kind of like perpetually open. So, yeah, go do that. It's in the description. Yeah. And if you're a fan of Riverdale, you might be a fan of Chaos, Mm -hmm. which is the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and that podcast will be coming up soon. Yeah, on this feed, so you don't even have to subscribe to an extra feed. Nice. It'll be here. Nice. And if you don't want to listen to that one, you can just delete that from your library. There you go. Or skip it. Yeah, whatever. Um, If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. We talked about all of season four, all of season five, 
season six coming up uh, this next coming year, and we'll also be at Unity Days again this year in January. And if you're a fan of Lost, which Robin definitely is, mm-hmm. uh, we'd like to talk about that show too, and right now we are kind of smack in the middle of season two. Yeah. So um, we release those every two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So if you like that, um, go listen, duh. Duh. Um, and if you like Stranger Things, uh, that is a brand new podcast from us that's coming out in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can follow the Fictionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. Mostly Twitter. Uh, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash the If you like what we do here, please consider donating because this is expensive. <laughs> it is though. You can follow me on Twitter at Abritania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. Join us for the next episode, which is 302, Fortune and Men's Eyes. What's that about, So, uh, Fortune and Men's Eyes was a 1967 play and a 1971 film written by John Herbert about a young man's experience in prison, of course, uh-huh. exploring themes of homosexuality and sexual slavery. We would never get as lucky to explore homosexuality with Archie. Yeah, no. Um, the sexual slavery, I'm not interested. No, Thanks I so much. would not like that. Thank you. No, 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 no. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.